Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non-sports cards. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTMs, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. We are at Season 5, Episode 42. True, we only have like eight more shows for the year. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's just really flying by, yeah. Well, 16, because we do two shows a week, but still. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's October 21st. We're almost at Halloween. Uh, looking forward to, we have a, the the uh, Shriners show coming up in a couple weeks that I'm going to. And uh, I don't know, then we get into Christmas. And, and uh, I don't know, should we do our Christmas? Should we do our uh, um our Christmas promotion that we did last year, where we get you know, buy like one card that, for you, yeah. one card for for uh, somebody else. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. I think I thought it was really good. Maybe we'll start. Should we do that after Thanksgiving, or we should do? We should we do it earlier? I think a little bit earlier. Try to get in people's uh, get right into people's minds about it and everything, and then yeah. Okay, so why don't we, maybe, maybe we'll, just, we'll start? Maybe maybe we start promoting it like. The week before Thanksgiving or two weeks before Thanksgiving, start taking stuff after Thanksgiving and then go with it like that or something like that, maybe. Yeah, because we had so we we had a lot of entries. I think we had seventy four cards actually, Drew, that we oh, we good. sent off to um to to uh, signatures for soldiers. So I think we it was we had a lot of cards. So yeah. I think we should do that again. I I had fun doing that. You had fun doing that, right? Yeah, definitely. I liked it. All right, so maybe let you know, guys. We're we're talking show 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 stuff here that we should have probably talked about yeah. before, but that's what we do. We're gonna peek behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna do we're gonna do the what do we call it? one card one one for you one for me. What did we call that? I forget. I forget. I'll have to look and see what we called it. We'll have to look back on that again. Yeah, we have to come. Every, up everybody a, know that this is coming. It is on its way. We're we're gonna try to get a better name for it this year. Yeah, yeah, we have a we'll have a better name for it, guys. But start start pulling a few TTM uh, successes out, and you know cards cards that we can send that you want to send out to uh, other list other listeners, and also to uh, our friends at Signature Soldiers, and uh, we'll do that during the holidays. All right, so maybe we'll we'll, we'll start that out maybe a couple weeks before. Thanksgiving. Well, anyway, my name is Jeff Baker. I'm talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I am tired because I stayed up and watched that great baseball game last night. I know you didn't. You missed it, Drew. Phillies yeah. D-backs. What a what a fantastic game! And on the other line, all the way, all the way, way fifteen hundred miles away or so. So, in Arlington, Texas. That's right, Arlington, Texas, guys. His name is Drew Pelto. He is DFW Grapher. DFW Grapher on. Uh, YouTube and on Twitter. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. He is the man. His name's Drew Pelto. He writes articles. He does videos. He does just about anything. And he rents and raves. But I don't think we're going to do a rent and rave this week. Next week, I want to rent and rave from you next week, okay? 
Yeah, I'm sure I can come up with something for next week. Well, two week. weeks, I mean, two weeks. You're off next week. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure I can come up with something on there. So, All yeah. right, so that that is your homework. Hi, Drew. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good to be here. Yeah. Got, got, got my coffee going. So Y'all excited in official, to talk? In the official TTM cast mug. So. Woohoo! Y'all excited to talk uh, cards with me in, in TTM this week? Absolutely. Always. I mean, you can... You, you know how I am. I'll talk about that stuff. I'll go on forever on it if I get to. But yeah, I know. I'm ready. I know we have so we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have a fun show. We have some giveaways, right? Some cool giveaways. We announced some giveaways this week. We have uh, winners. We announced some winners this week. We have all sorts of cool stuff. Kind of been a quiet week for me in terms of uh, collecting. I haven't purchased anything in a couple of weeks. Uh, no eBay purchases. No new cards purchases. Uh, you know, sports wise, it's been really fantastic. I know uh, you've been watching the Astros and the Rangers, and, and uh, boy, what the Rangers. Uh, Achilles heel showed last night, huh? With their bullpen. Yeah. Yep, it definitely did. I mean, it's weird. They just they have not gotten any pitching at all at home here at all. I mean, they've been, you know, they straight up tore it up down there in Houston for two games. I'm thinking, well, here comes another sweep. And then game three, they get absolutely lit up by the Astros. Game four, they get lit up by them again. And then game five, well, we saw what happened yesterday with the bullpen falling apart on them. And I don't even call I don't even know that you can put that on the bullpen because I mean Adolis Garcia is a freaking idiot. I'm going to say that right now, and I will stand by that forever. Act like you've hit a home run before in your life, dude. I know. Go, and you know, you walk, know what? Don't wake the sleeping giant, right? Exactly. Exactly. To walk three-quarters of the way down down the first baseline and walk, not even trot, walk down, admiring your shot, and spike your bat, go around the base, come home, and stop on home plate. Oh, you're asking for it at that point. Number one, you're going to get a ball in the ribs, which he got. Number two, you're going to just get that team waiting there going, okay, we're going to get this. We're going to remember this. Even if they don't get you in game five, you've still got game six to worry about. You've still got game seven to worry about, potentially. They're going to get you at some point in there. And, well, the Astros did pretty quickly on there. Hit his next time up. Three-run homer in the top of the ninth off of a very tired at this point. Jose Leclerc. I mean, he's pitched, what, three out of the last four games? Yep. And this guy who's not the closer, typically. I mean, he's been, And he's not good. Jose yeah, Leclerc's just, not good. Right. He's been just shoved into the closer role, and he's had a couple of good games in there, but you can't ride that for very long, so... They found that right there, and yeah, the Astros came back and won it. I don't like the Astros, but I like the Rangers even less, so good for them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The Astros are, I think they're the class of the the, the four teams that are left. Um, they're, they've got, you know, three or four guys. You know, Alvarez is fantastic, right? You don't you don't want to uh, – Abreu is all of a sudden uh, found the – found a youth um altuve is always a great playoff guy uh bregman is a is a, cl a, a class guy they, they have you know four bats that yep. you don't want to face right you don't want to face any of those guys exactly i mean i don't like them after the whole cheating scandal and everything but they're the team to beat right now they're the defending champs they're coming back on the rangers here look out that is a team to that's a team to watch out for there but i'm still gonna be straight for whoever comes out of the national league and last night the game went till I think it went till about midnight. Uh, it was a, a fantastic game. Uh, Phillies D backs the 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 D backs were were doing okay, and then the Phillies kind of uh, went crazy. And they I think it was five to two in the seventh inning or eighth inning, something like that. And uh, the D backs came back. They they Jeez. they scored four runs off off of. Um, a depleted bullpen. They, you know, they they just didn't. The guys were dead, and and uh, you know, Craig Kemble, you and I had talked about him a couple of the, uh, last week that he was maybe a Hall of Famer. But you know what? 
I've lived with Craig Kimbrell with as a Red Sox, and he he did that many times where he yeah. couldn't find the plate. He is he he is he's a hit or miss, and if he is wild on the first batter he faces, that's trouble, and that's what happened last night. I, as soon as I saw him, he pitched like two balls. I'm like, uh oh, yeah. this this is the bad Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> that can happen. I mean, you've got some inconsistency there, but that can happen a lot to any pitcher in October. I mean, I got two words. Well, more than two words, I guess. Now when I put all this in, but. Mariano Rivera in 2001 and 2004. Best yep. closer of all time. And game seven of 2001, he couldn't lock it down. Game uh, was it back-to-back games even in 2004, he couldn't lock it down. So it happens sometimes, especially once you get late in the season, their arms tire out. You get guys getting overused at times. and Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, they brought, the Phillies brought in that rookie, and he walked like three guys. And he got, he got lucky and got out of it, but he, did, he walked in a run. Um, and... You know what? The Phillies manager might have his the bullseye on him. You know, what I mean, he's the yeah. The, the Philly's a tough town, and if you mess up, it's a tough town to live that down. And I don't think he managed. I think he was out managed. I really do. I think he was out managed yeah. uh, in that game. Um, and now we're we're at two two, and it's going. We got one more game in Arizona, and then it's going back to Philly. So uh, Arizona's going to have to win a game in Philly, right? They have to win a game yeah. in Philly. I still think the Phillies are the better team. But boy, that Arizona team—they're spunky. Yeah, it's Very always resilient. a series. Until, it's always a series until the home team loses the game, and over there we're seeing that the home teams won every single one so far. Yep, they're very resilient. So uh, you know what? Uh, I'm—I don't have a—I don't have a horse in the race, so to speak. But I, I've really been enjoying these playoffs, and uh, what a what two great games yesterday, and and I think. Uh, I think the teams, I think it is both all the, the four teams are kind of evenly matched, except I think the Astros are the class of the, the, the four teams that are left. Yeah, they're they're the team to beat. I mean, once you've got that ring from the year before, you're still the top. Well, and we had, uh, I'm very excited. We got uh, NBA starting uh, this week. So that that's yep. kind of cool. And uh, my Bruins are 3-0. and Oh, wow. And, so we've been watching the NHL, and uh, we all we're all watching Connor Bedard, and he's he's doing okay for for a young kid, and uh, you know it's great. It's a great time for sports, don't you think? Well, which which team kept Bedard off the scoreboard again? Which which team was that? <laughs> oh yeah, Colorado did okay. They, yeah, there you go. I mean, nice start for him, but yeah, I mean, no points against Colorado though. <laughs> How about what's your th- what's your thoughts on? Um, the, the upper deck putting Connor Bedard in, in the series one. Have you, have you seen that? I heard, yeah, they put like a super short print or something. Yeah. There, but yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I think it's, I think it's good to have that out there. I mean, they, they, had, they needed something to drive series one because nobody's going to look at series one and go, Oh boy, I, I really want that set that has nobody in it. So they got to have something to push it there. So I think, you know, putting a super short print like that in there definitely is a nice chase card right there to kind of drive everything. Yeah, I guess so. I I I wish they they just stuck to the the law, so to speak. And you know, I'm yeah. a fan, and I, I'm glad that he has a card. But, um, I don't know. It's let 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 let's stick to you know. You can't don't change the the rules in the middle of the game. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it's like they had to do something though to push that set. So it's like I don't know. I don't. No, I, and I, I know, and, and, it, and they signed Bedard to a lot of money, so they obviously they want to get their their investment back. And there, there's that. That evil word drew money that 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 is in our that has been in our hobby for, since day one, but we we yep. we shun it, right? <laughs> yep, yep, of course. <laughs> right, but how's your week going? Very quiet so far. Haven't uh, done any anything much. I mean, I do have an event coming up that I've been starting to buy cards for, and so uh, 
I have this stack of cards right here that hopefully I'm going to be able to try to get most of those signed in person in a couple of weeks. We'll... Wow, what is it? It's a uh, charity uh, celebrity softball game over in Frisco to benefit a, uh, it's some um, like a disabled military organization or something like that. Not sure exactly. Uh, I don't remember now off the top of my head what it is, but they've got a whole bunch of uh, various celebrities, mostly a lot of former athletes and then some people they consider celebrities on there that I've never heard of in my life, but uh I mean, whatever you got to do, fill the rosters in there. But a lot of former, uh, several former NFL players, a few former MLB guys, some uh, basketball. Or well, give us some Perko names, my friend. Give us some names. All right, all right. Let's see what we got here. So um, let's see here. I should at least get one Hall of Famer's rookie card signed because uh, Nancy Lieberman Klein is going to be playing in that. So I've got okay. her rookie card there. Uh, let's see here. We've got a uh, Charles Ali who played briefly for the Browns. So I have a Browns card of him at least. Okay. This one guy, I haven't heard of him. I'm sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> I will say a lot of these guys that are kind of, you know, roster fillers in some cases. I'll see if I can bring up some of the bigger names. Um, Trevant Boykin, who's had a good year, is a couple of good years quarterback at TCU, played briefly in the NFL. He's going to be there. Uh, one of your former Red Sox, Drake Britton, is going to be there. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Former uh, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Mark Clayton is playing in it. Former Tigers and Yankees pitcher Phil Coke. Uh, former Cowboys wide receiver Patrick Creighton is going to be there. Uh, one of the legends of the rap world, the DOC, is going to be playing in this. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to find an album of his that I can get signed or something like that. Uh, let's see here. The brothers of uh, Rob Gronkowski, that's uh, Glenn, Chris, and Gordy are all playing in this. Okay. <laughs> couldn't get couldn't get, uh, couldn't get Gronk himself, but who knows? Maybe he'll make a surprise. Yeah, maybe he'll show up and know. make fun of his brothers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, former Ranger pitcher Derek Holland is going to be playing in it. Uh, former Utah Jazz Guard and forward Stephen Howard will be in that as well. Uh, Craig James, former New England Patriot, he's playing. Oh, nice. There. Yep. Uh, uh, the uh, Pony Express. Yes, exactly. He's <laughs> going to be there. Uh, Ryan Klesko, formerly of the, uh, Atlanta, of the Braves. Uh, Atlanta Braves. Yep, he'll be there. Uh, Cameron Lowe, former Rangers pitcher, was supposed to be there. It looks like he's had to drop out of it. He's no longer on the list, but I got my stuff here just in case. Uh, Mark McLemore is going to be there. Mark McMillan, who is a defensive back for the Eagles and the Chiefs, and also a contestant on Next Level Chef, is going to be playing in it as okay. well. So he, 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 that's right up your alley, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. Got a Dan Pasquarini, former Oilers quarterback, is playing yep, in this. He's a good signer through the mail. Yep. Uh, UFC fighter Raquel Pennington, she's playing in it as well. Got a few cards of her. Former Phillies catcher Cameron Rupp will be there. Former Chicago Bears defensive back Lemuel Stinson is playing in it. We've got uh, Marty Turco, former uh, Dallas Stars goalie. Yep, sure. And uh, let's see here. Byron Williams, who was a wide receiver in the World League of American Football, the old uh, ni- early 90s precursor to NFL Europe. He's going to be playing in that as well. So, and leave it to you to find those... cards of all these guys. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. There's, and there's even ones that I left out that I found cards of, like Roosevelt Colvin apparently has a card. Or was it Roosevelt Colvin? No, it's Roosevelt... Uh... No, he played for the Patriots, look. right? Roosevelt. Right, that's that's not the one. It's uh, Roosevelt Collins, whom I have never heard of in my life. Apparently he went to Texas A&M. No, he went to TCU. Okay. That is the only card that I could find right there. So I don't know anything about him, but he's got cards at least. So I've got those. I've got another 30 of them that should be delivered today. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, keeping me busy there on that. But hopefully I'll be able to get some of these and most of these signed. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So I've been picking up cards for that mostly along the line. But. Very cool. Hey, you know what? I'm going to ask you because my my wife and I watched the the stupid celebrity Jeopardy and stupid celebrity Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yep. I don't. I honestly, I don't know like eighty percent of the guys that the people that are supposed to be celebrities. Is that for you as well? 
yeah i mean i i don't really pay a whole ton of attention to a lot of it so it's you know kind of willfully staying away from it but no in this case with this uh with this celebrity softball <clears throat> celebrity softball game there's a lot of like low-level country singers are on this thing they've got yep. um what else there's like a couple of like models that i've never heard of in my life that are in it so yeah that's mostly okay. what it's a lot of stuff like that that's like no no like okay there's a few tv ones like there's a few from the show yellowstone they're in there's one from ozark who's playing in it but oh i love ozark stuff i watch it's yeah it's not stuff that i've ever watched not stuff that i know anything about so i'm looking through this list i'm going yeah none of these people have cards none of these people have cards i don't know who these people are but i did at least dig out those ones so hopefully i can get some of those cards signed all right well guys Drew is going to be away next week. He is off next week. We're giving we're giving him a week the week off. And uh, listen to this one, Drew. As you and I are recording the show, I'm getting a message from our friend Dave Snyder, who's going to be the host uh, co host on on Wednesday. And he goes, "Oh, and I'm practicing my it's TTMcast at Yahoo.com. So watch out, Drew. Nice. <laughs> oh, great! He's going to steal my quarters from me. What he is. Hell? He's going to steal your quarters. <laughs> So, guys, Drew will be off next week. We're giving him the week off, a much-deserved vacation. He has the whole week off. He doesn't have to do anything but sit back and uh, have fun. So we're gonna, we are gonna we have um, Dave Snyder, who's one of our listeners and uh, a dedicated listener. He's been on the show before. He's going to help me out on our Wednesday show. And then Clemente Lise, who uh, is obviously one of our regular uh, monthly guests, he is going to host on Saturday. So we'll it'll be a big hockey week, Drew. We're going to talk a lot of yeah. hockey with these guys, right? Dave Dave Snyder is a big Buffalo Sabres guy, collects a lot, tons of hockey cards. Drew uh, Clemente is a big hockey guy as well. So we're going to have a lot of hockey talk next week. But this week, what a what a show! What a show, Drew. We're we're, we're, pull, we're pulling all the punches, right? Yeah. First. We've got Robert Skeed. Robert Skeed is an author. He is a young adult author. He's written a brand new book. It's called The Bat Boy and the Unbreakable Record. And it's all about uh, a 12-year-old bat boy who uh, is becomes a, a bat boy for the Cincinnati Reds during when Johnny Vandermeer pitches not one no-hitter, but two no-hitters in the 30s in the, in the same season. So uh, it's a really great book. We're going to talk to Robert about the book. It uh, also deals with um, bullying which is interesting. You know, it's a, a nice story for the kids. And we're actually going to give away a signed copy of Robert's book as well. And we'll talk about that a little later. We also have all our regular segments, right, Drew? Yes, we do. We've got Baker's Dozen, where we'll cover all the news in the hobby from the previous week. Les Wolf coming on to do his thing, as he does every couple of weeks. So we'll have him coming up right after that. Then Robert Steed, as you said, author, joining us for Collector's Corner. We've got Making the Great, covering everything from the world of grading here in our hobby stamp approval where jeff and i give our two thumbs up to something anything you never know what it's going to be but just whatever comes to mind from the previous week we'll talk about all of that we've got the Vern rap minute covering deaths in the world of sports celebrity music movies politics anybody that you might consider ttming we will let you know if they have passed on and of course the main reason why we all are here it is our ttm return ttm returns i love ttm returns all right, buddy, guys, we want to hear from you. That's the, we, you know, we love doing this show, but sometimes we, you know, we're, we're in our little bubble here and we're not doing a live show, but we're alive, but you know what I mean? And we're not, yeah. we're, we're not doing a call-in show. So we'd love to hear from you. We like to get feedback. We'd like to uh, get suggestions. We like to, if you want to be a guest on the show, I got a great email from a, uh, a, a collector the other day, and we're going to have him on the show next week. So uh, great. We, lo we love to hear from you guys. So send us your comments, questions, and, of course, enter all our contests using our email address, which is ttmcast at yahoo.com. 
Guys, that is the most powerful email address in the hobby, right, Drew? The most powerful yep, email address in the hobby. All sorts of stuff. You get free stuff. You can win stuff, and also, and also, you can uh, tell Drew how great he is. That, that, that <laughs> that's what, that's why it's there. Uh, Drew, what's that email address again? That's ttmcast at yahoo.com. All right, you ready? To, you ready to start the show? I think so. Okay, that wraps up. We got all our housekeeping in order. Let's get right into Baker's Dozen. Here's Baker's Dozen, guys. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a new summary. What's been going on in the hobby? Uh, a lot of stuff. A couple things we just want to let people know about. Guys, uh, if you uh, haven't heard about Collects, you've been living under a rock because it is a great app. It is a free app. You can go to the uh, App Store or Google Play, download the Collects app. It's free. Once you get a Collects username, send it, us your Collects username and email it to us, and we will uh, let Collects know. And what Collects is going to do is they're going to credit you, give you $10 to spend in their marketplace. You can buy any cards you want, multiple cards. It's 10 bucks. Spend any way you want. It's a free $10. It's a great deal. All you have to do is just sign up for Collects, give us your Collects username, and Collects will do the rest. So make sure you do that and send all your, your Collects username to us at ptmcast at yahoo.com. See, I serve it up. He sits, he hits it out of the park every time. Every time he doesn't miss a beat. So, uh, if you want ten, free ten dollars for doing basically nothing, send it to us at ptmcast at yahoo.com. and we'll collect and I will do the rest. All right, Drew. Well, you know what? We have some posters to give away. So we have some yeah. Bruins posters. It was the opening night for the Bruins. It was the first goal for Connor Bedard, and it is a. It's a game sheet, right? It's a, it has the 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 lineups and it's got uh, uh what's his name Brad Marchand on the cut on the front and it's it's got the date and it gets against the Chicago Blackhawks and it's a a cool little giveaway and well we grabbed some extra I went to the game and I grabbed some extra ones for listeners and we got a bunch of posters we give away so why don't you announce all the winners, Drew? Yes, looks like we've got what twelve winners on here on this list and so congratulations if you hear your name here you are one of our winners. Andrew Williams, Len Corbin, Bob Olson, Sam Kessler, Adam Jackson, Scott Summers, Chuck Ruiz, Chris Belich, Braden Parker, Guy Enriquez, Isaiah Salyards, and Neil Cousins. Congratulations, you 12. You are our winners on the poster giveaway. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for entering. I feel bad because we had almost 40 people enter. So we couldn't wow. I couldn't we couldn't give away a poster to everyone. I apologize, but um it, it's you know, we grabbed as many as we could and I'm very happy to uh give them away. Drew a couple of cool, cool things. One of the one of the gentlemen that won is a teacher, first grade oh. teacher. So I'm sure he'll share it with his kids in his class. Uh and also one of the guys is a um involved with the British columbia vancouver british columbia 
museum, which is where Connor Bedard is from, and they're going nice. to display the poster in the museum. So that's kind of cool. And then we have a lot of our regular listeners. We got we got people all over the country and in Canada. Um, guys, you know, a lot of you guys are regular listeners. And we, we got Braden. You know Braden Parker for yep. we, Rob's uh, young son, who's a huge hockey player. Uh, uh, you know, he plays – he's in a, a bunch of hockey leagues. And he's a goalie, and he's all over the place. So I'm glad Braden got a one. Uh, this is all random, guys. I just uh, I feel bad for the for the guys that didn't win it, but uh, you know a lot of great listeners here, and congratulations. We will dro- dropping these out in the mail on Monday. I want to thank my wife who went out and got the boxes to mail these things and, and uh, went up to the Bruins uh, customer service. Uh, place at the game and said hey can i get some extra posters and she she grabbed about 20 extra posters for us so i want to thank my wife for really spareheading this and, and guys enjoy the, the posters and congratulations and thanks for entering speaking of entering we have um robert skeed is going to be a, his guest on the show this week and we have a signed book by him is the name of his book is um the bat boy and the unbreakable record and we're going to give away a signed copy of his book this guys, I want to give this away to a young reader. Okay, this is, is this is really uh, for kids in the eight to twelve to thirteen year old range, um, boy or girl doesn't matter. Uh, it's really for for these these young kids to get them interested in reading. If you have a sports fan that maybe isn't a reader, um, send me their name. I want to, we want we want their their name and their mailing address, and we'll, you know we'll send it directly to them so they get something in the mail. Uh, we want to encourage reading right drew and i have been well we're great readers growing up and uh you know if you the one of the best thing you can do for your kids is to get them involved in reading right true because it, yes, it leads it leads to everything right it leads yes. to writing it leads to storytelling it leads to just about anything uh in education so uh you know what we're gonna we want to give away a nice signed copy of robert sneed's book and it's a really fun book. Maybe if you have a kid that's been involved with bullying, uh, either as a bully or, or being bullied, that might be a, a nice gift for them. So, guys, please only enter this if you have a, a, a kid in your family, in your life. It does, you know, it could be a friend. It doesn't have to be your your kid. But I wanted to give this book away to a young kid. Uh, eight to eight to thirteen years old. Okay, so please send me your the kid the the kid's name and mailing address to etmcast at yahoo.com. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, Drew, the guitar came through on that. Yeah, Drew, Drew Drew's got his guitar out. He's the man. All right, thank you, Drew. We will we will give that away that book away next Saturday. Okay, when Drew Drew is on vacation, but we will give that book away next saturday so guys thank you uh and robert uh thank you for for donating the book and we will hear, hear from robert coming up soon all right true some some news yes we've got a update here from lana sports you mentioned this last week or it was either last week during the wednesday show but recently you mentioned wednesday this. show yeah wednesday show there you go so we did mention it earlier this week then Lana Sports has their ABA Rookie Hobby Box set marked down in price. If you haven't gotten yours yet, make sure you go and check this out. They have less than 50 of them left right now, but you get that pop, that uh, Rookie Box set, ABA Rookie Hobby Box set for $60. So if you haven't got one, go and check it out. It's a pretty cool product. Yeah, go to lanasports.com and all the money goes to help uh, ABA, former ABA players. So it's a good good cause, and it's a really, it's a, it's a really cool set. So uh, 
Check that out at lanasports.com. Drew, we have some new releases. Uh, yep. Upper Deck, we, we were just talking about this. Upper Deck Series 1, 2023-24 is out now. Um, the Hobby Boxes, you get 12 packs, 12 cards per pack. Uh, they're going for about $125. And uh, as we said earlier, there's Connor Bedard. Uh, is it an Easter egg or a short print? What do you want to call it? In, in there that yeah, we I think did... it sounds like a super short print or something like that. Yeah, yeah but we've seen, I've seen three or four people get them. So they're not as short as you think. Um, so if you want to get Upper Deck Series 1, hockey is now out for $125. Bucks. Yep. Uh, Topps Pro Debut Baseball has now hit the shelves as well. For any of you minor league prospectors out there, any of you minor league rappers, that's always our uh, one of our big products of that for uh, that every year. You're going to see 24 packs per box, 8 cards per pack. That's, uh, let's see, 192 cards that you'll get out of there. Four autographs per box, which is a real nice, uh, real nice number right there. $70 only for a box of it. So definitely go check that out. Guys, he did the math in his head. No no calculated or nothing. He did the math <laughs> and I'm proud of you. Guys, we have a 2023 Topps Chrome McDonald's All-American Basketball out now. Um, you get 20 packs, four cards per pack, two autos. Um, I'm not sure what the TTM ramifications are. These, these are high school kids. So I'm not sure if they, they're, they're really signing, but you know these some of these kids are going to be NBA All Stars or 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 at least Division One, uh, pretty good college players. So, uh, you can get a 2023 Topps Chrome McDonald's All America Basketball for two hundred and thirty dollars. That's some Topps uh, with a uh, baseball release in the Topps Gilded Collection. Sounds like some pretty cool stuff there, but uh, kind of a higher end product. We get one pack of five cards, including one framed auto or cut signature per pack. That's seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and I think the cut and auto is guaranteed to be to, to be a Hall of Famer if I I remember correctly. So, um, pretty good. They're, they're nice cards. They just came out. I think this is the first time they did the gilded, right? Isn't this the first? Yeah, it doesn't sound like anything I've heard of before at all. So sounds kind of cool. We have a 2023 Tops Tier One baseball out. Uh, you get a, two autos and one relic, and that's going for two hundred twenty-five dollars. That's 2023 Tops Tier One baseball. All right, high-end collectors of basketball. We've got the Panini Noir set coming out for the 22-23 season. So a, an end of last season, basically, a release here. In there, you're going to get one pack of 10 cards, four autographs, and three memorabilia cards guaranteed in that pack. So pretty nice stuff there, which uh, helps to justify the price tag of $2,000 per pack on that. Yeah, then nice. Too bad you and I can't buy them, right? Right, yeah. Honey, I just spent two grand on a box of basketball cards. You did what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would find all of my stuff out on the sidewalk if I did that. Yeah, so, I would yeah. too. <laughs> my, Jen just gave me a thumbs up on that one. Like, yep. Finally, this is the kind of coolest 2023 uh, Tops Finest flashbacks. It kind of harkens back to the uh, Tops Finest of the 90s, right? The late mid mm -hmm. to late 90s. It's a 200 card set. You get 20 packs, five cards per pack. Uh, you get two gold border cards, one refractor, and five silver border cards in the box. Uh, I've seen the breaks of them. They 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 are really nice cards, and there's all sorts of cool inserts in there. Uh, box ago is going for about 240 dollars. That's Tops 2023 Finest. Finest flashbacks. That's a mouthful for me this early in the morning. <laughs> That's going for 240 bucks. Well, Drew, we have some uh, a show to let you guys, everyone know about. Yeah, we've been talking about the Shriner show. We uh, pitched it last week. We're here to remind you of it this week again as well. That is November 3rd through the 5th, the Greater Boston Sports Collectors Convention. Convention. All right. What is your convention or conference there for that last letter? 
but a lot of good names being uh, added onto the autograph list there. I mentioned a few last week. We've got a new one to add this week as well, but Richard Seymour is going to be there against Itai Law, Terry Francona, Lee Smith, Lawyer Milloy, El Guapo, Rich Garces will be out there. And just added to the list this week, Dale Murphy will be a signer there as well. So once again, November 3rd through the 5th up there in New England. Yeah, Straw is going to be there as well. Daryl Strawberry was Strawberry. Be there as well. So it's a lot, a lot of guys. It's a really fun show, and it's packed. I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to be going to the show on the fourth side of the fourth. So if you're planning on attending, this is at the Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington, Massachusetts. I will be there on November fourth. Make sure you, you you seek me out. I will have my TTM cast stuff on. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look for the look for the ball guy <laughs> with the TTM cast stuff, and that's me. All right, buddy, that wraps up all our uh, Baker's dozen. Uh, let's get right into Collector's Corner next, okay? Yeah. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. This segment is sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning, pricing, tracking, and cataloging your cards. Upgrade to Collects Pro to access exclusive features like exporting collections to spreadsheet, printing checklists, and collects AI. So, Drew, we have, uh, I interviewed Robert Skeed. Robert Skeed is author. He, you know, he writes a lot of um, historical books for kids. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the, the, from the, the, the he, he puts the kids in some type of um, historical uh, situation and you know the sign of declaration declaration of independence the battle battle of yorktown that kind of stuff well he's written a new book uh, uh called the uh bat boy and the unbreakable record it's all about uh a kid 12 year old kid who becomes a bat boy for the cincinnati reds and then i think believe 1938 and it's uh centers around johnny vandermeer's two no hitters so uh yeah. it's really a fun book for kids it's talking about um bullying as well it's a really it's a good story we're going to give away a copy of robert skeed's book to a one a young listener so if you have a young listener please send us their name and uh mailing address and we're going to give that away next week but uh, i got to talk to robert about his book so please enjoy my interview with rob author robert skeed all right guys we have a very special uh edition of collector's corner today we have robert skeed robert is uh an author he uh is a young adult author he writes primarily for the nine to i don't know 13 14 year old right robert yeah they say eight to 12 or nine to 13 so yeah right in the ballpark there okay he has written a new book it's called the bat boy and the unbreakable record and uh what it is, it's it's a really cool book uh, from the perspective of the Bat Boy for the Cincinnati Reds in the 30s. And it focuses on Johnny Vandermeer's uh, no-hitters. Not one no-hitter, but two no-hitters. He pitched two no-hitters in the 30s. And, of course, uh, that can be tied, but to break a, a, that record is... Is is certainly unbreakable. Three three no hitters in in a, in a season back to back is, is unthinkable. So welcome, Robert. Uh, you know I've read the book and it's a really fun book for for kids. And as a baseball fan, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be here with you and to share my experiences with your listeners. Well, you know, one of the things that really interested me, and you have it uh, at the very beginning of your book, an acknowledgement and. Um, you acknowledge to uh, Mr. Richard Jeffer that uh, you wanted to keep Johnny Vandermeer's record alive. And you kind of accomplished that with the book. Was that one of the reasons why you decided to write this book? 
it was the sole reason I started. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The kind of the story behind the story is, is just as interesting as the story of the book. And um, the story behind the story is um, I moved to Midland Park, New Jersey years ago um, with my wife at the time I was newly married and Midland Park has a hometown hero and his name is Johnny Vandermeer. Um, this was about 1996, 97. And I had grown up in the town next door. I remember reading about him in the paper, but I didn't really know a whole lot, even as a baseball guy, about the man. Like I heard about the record, but I didn't know about the man. And so soon after I moved into town, the town had a big celebration. It was like a Johnny Vandermeer day at the local library. He was going to be there. He had donated a bunch of his memorabilia to the town and they created this beautiful wooden display. It's a, a town of craftsmen and, and Dutchmen. And uh, they had this beautiful display, which they had his memorabilia in. I went to the library and had the opportunity to meet Johnny Vandermeer and get an autograph card and ball signed by him. What age was he? What is what day was age was he then, Robert? Oh, he was in his in his eighties at the time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, I found out that my father, who grew up in Brooklyn, was at the second no hitter at Ebbets Field. Wow. I found out that my father in law at the time, who grew up in Cincinnati, his favorite player was Johnny Vandermeer, and he listened to the both games on the radio. So I just had to go and I actually got an autographed baseball for my father-in-law. And then when I looked at the display case, I noticed there was no baseball cards of his in there. And I'm like, surely Johnny Vandermeer had baseball cards. So did a search, found out, yeah, he had a bunch. Um, went on eBay, bought a couple, donated them to the library to put in the display. Because I'm like, you know, kids are going to be dreaming about being big league ball players someday. And here's the hometown hero. They got to see a baseball card with Johnny Vandermeer on it, right? So um, gave the library a couple of cards. And then soon thereafter, Johnny Vandermeer passed away. And the New York Times did a beautiful obituary on him where they included a picture of Johnny Vandermeer with Babe Ruth. It's kind of a, a well-known picture. Sometimes you, you can see it online. And um, I said, okay, I got to get that to put in the display as well, right? Babe Ruth, kids need to see Johnny Vandermeer with Babe Ruth. So I got the picture. And then donated it to the library. They put it in display. And then Johnny Vandermeer's boyhood best friend, Dick Jeffer, saw the picture, contacted the library and was like, where'd you get that? Because it wasn't there before, right? They put him in touch with me. He's like, can you get me that picture? And I'm like, definitely. And he's like, when you get it, come to my house. I'll show you some of my personal Johnny Vandermeer memorabilia. Um, did that. I come to his house and we immediately hit off. He became like my surrogate grandfather. And we have, I would go to his house often and talk baseball. And he would ask me to do favors for him because I'm a writer. So he's like, Bobby, can you write a letter to the paper? And we got to get Johnny Vandermeer in the New Jersey Sports Hall of Fame. He needs to be there. So I wrote a letter for Mr. Jeffer and he signed it, sent it off. And sure enough, Mr. or Johnny Vandermeer gets inducted into New Jersey Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. And a cool um, induction ceremony for him at Giant Stadium. Uh, Mr. Jeffer got invited. We were in the suite. He invited me to be his guest. And um, Mr. Jeffer, before he died at the age of 96, asked me to do everything I could to keep the memory of his friend and the memory of his friend and the record alive. So I vowed to do that. And the best way I could think about doing that, in addition to some other things that I've done, is the book, The Bat Boy and the Unbreakable Record. And as you said earlier in the intro, um, 
the publisher and I had no qualms about using that title because we don't think it's going to be breakable. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know what? Do you think the record um, has been shrouded in mystery because it happened kind of before television, before, um, you know, mass media and social media? And, uh, you know, it wasn't something that happened in the 50s or 60s where where it was just covered uh ad nauseum by newspapers it's kind of been shrouded in mystery don't you think yes it happened in june 11th and 15th in 1938 and certainly at that time it was the story right because baseball um, was a national pastime there was a a a frenzy literally about it um, not just in midland park in our area but also throughout major league baseball Um, the cincinnati post called it the greatest feat in the game's history um, other newspapers touted Johnny Vandermeer as the wonder boy of baseball, which I think is so cool because one of my favorite movies is The Natural, right? And Roy Hobbs yep. was wonder boy on the, the wonder bat. wonder boy was the bat. And I always wondered, did that writer get it from the headlines of Johnny Vandermeer being the wonder boy of baseball? So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of shrouded in a little bit of mystery. Kids today certainly don't grow up hearing about it unless you kind of live in our area and, you know, certainly in Midland Park. Um, and so, certainly he's one of Cincinnati Reds legends, right? Um, because of his great um, record of the two no hitters back to back. And yeah, that's that's kind of my mission is to let more and more people know about the record and the man behind it. Now, writing the book, what type of research did you do? Because obviously you couldn't get much firsthand knowledge. Uh, Really, yeah, know, so the, 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 because it happened in the late 30s and most of those people are no longer with us. So what type of research did you do and what time what did you discover that you didn't know while you were doing research for the book? Yeah, so the research involved um cuz uh, there's obviously play by play in yep. the book of the first no-hitter June 11th and the second no-hitter June 15th. And fortunately, Sabre the Society of Base American what baseball sure. researchers um, on their website had a lot of great uh, content of the play-by-play. Um, so I was able to use that um, and other Google search results to come up with some of the action in the games where I describe what's happening. So that was great. I guess the thing that I learned um, that was I didn't know was the second night game or the s- second game, which was the first night game ever played at Ebbets Field. Um, the game hap- The game started like really late. Like, um, I can't remember exactly the time, but it was like after nine o'clock, I think. Oh, oh because, wow, because so they many, were getting the lights ready? They are getting the lights ready. There were so many fans still crowding into the stadium. It was standing room only. Um, you know, Babe Ruth was there. Like, it almost comes out of like a Hollywood screenplay. Jesse Owens did kind of like a little running race before the game. Um, Babe Ruth was there. The Ebbets, you know, field band was playing. Um, it was standing room only. You know, it just it's almost reads like a script, right? Like who could imagine that that not on that night as well, somebody would do something in the game that's never been done before. What did Babe Ruth say about the the that night and, and Johnny Vandermeer's accomplishments? Yeah, so apparently after the game, <clears throat> the newspaper said that um, he said, um, "Nice going, kid." Apparently called <laughs> everybody kid because he couldn't remember anybody's name, so he he said, "Nice going, kid." Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Did um, you know, Johnny Vandermeer didn't have you know didn't win three hundred games or set any records for strikeouts, but obviously he has this this record that's 
never going to be broken. And you and I both agree about that. Um, what happened to him after uh, the, the the 38 season and throwing the two no hitters? What happened to his career? Yeah, so he had, a, I think, a losing record, right? His losses were greater than his wins. Um, and I believe he had some arm trouble that maybe today would have been diagnosed a little bit sooner. Um, back then, they had the, he had the rocker motion. Literally, at the second um, no-hitter, the Brooklyn Dodger fans were apparently rooting for him when they saw that he was going to basically, you know, achieve this accomplishment. And his rocker motion had like a one, two, three, four rhythm to it. Um, he would do the high, you know, he would do the high leg leg kick as part of his rotation, and um, the fans were ch- were chanting one, two, three, four as he did his rocker motion. And cool. um, you know, who would think that the Brooklyn fans, right, dem bums, would be actually cheering for the opposition, which apparently um, at a certain time of the game, I think around the seventh inning, they they did. In, in the book, the book is called The Bat Boy and the Unbreakable Record. Are you the Bat Boy? Did, uh, I, did you put yourself in, in the Bat Boy's um, Oh, of course. Is the book? Yeah, of course. I always have to become the main character. And um, he's a 12-year-old boy whose family um, gets on hard times. And he unfortunately has to get a job. He thinks he's applying for a job at a wood shop because the ad that the Cincinnati Reds created was very clever because they didn't want to get kids who wanted to be the bad was boy. Was that true? Was there was that a true uh how they advertise well, that, or you that's all you, yeah it's all that fiction. Up. It's all part of my okay. imagination. And um so they had this clever ad because they wanted to get kids who really needed a job, not just somebody who wanted to be a, a fanboy, so to speak. So he thinks he's applying for a job at a wood shop and he gets a job and then finds out wow he's going to be the bat boy for the Cincinnati Reds. And just like any story there needs to be conflict, right? Things need to go wrong for your main character. So yeah gets into trouble and deeper trouble and deeper trouble loses his job ultimately gets it back and he um also has uh to learn the gift of encouragement he has a hard time making friends and, and gets picked on at school so his principal basically you know encourages him to be an encourager and um, through the gift of encouragement he helps johnny vandermeer um, achieve the greatest feat in games history so stealing a little bit of thunder for the story there, but yeah, it's, it's not just for kids. I think baseball fans of all ages will will enjoy it. Do you think today's kids, um, when I'm saying kids, nine to twelve year olds, the target audience, and, and uh, primarily boys, right? Yeah. Um, do do they um do they see themselves as the bad boy in terms of you know this is we're talking something that happened in 1938 there's no computers there's no video games there's you know there's no television to for for a kid to pick up a book today uh that doesn't have you know uh, superheroes and ninjas and whatever is is it hard for for to attract kids to a story like this yeah well there's always your reluctant readers right and boys a lot of times fall into that that category fortunately boys still like to read about superheroes but also sports and sports figures but also sports stories and that's kind of my my niche for this one obviously and um, parents also are the ones who buy the books right Um, so there's an aspect of the story that deals with um, an anti-bullying theme um, which is popular in schools and so my hope is too that kids and parents will buy the book um, for the, not just to be entertained with the great story about the Bat Boy and the Unbreakable Record, but also through the story, they'll learn um, tips on how to handle a bully properly. And in the back of the book, we have tips as well, um, bulleted uh, for that uh, lesson. 
Was it was it firsthand uh, for you in terms of dealing with bullies as a kid, or was it you know how how did you make it um, a, a learnable experience for today's kids? And did you have to go to uh, professionally, you know, professionals, uh, psychologists to to show this is the way you should deal with a bully, and or, or was this just something that that yeah, you, it was it was part of yeah, thank you. It was part of my research um, on how to you know handle bullying properly. Um, and I also heard a great story years ago that I read in a magazine about somebody whose dad basically helped the young boy deal with bullying by basically um, almost forcing the two boys to be friends with each other, taking them out um, for lunch over a burger, um, getting them to talk about common themes that they liked. And, yeah, and you incorporated that in the book. Yeah, incorporated that in the story um, because in the magazine article that I read were the um, person said that this happened in their real life and it worked. And the two people who were at odds with each other um, and the one boy was being picked on, you know, they became great friends. So it was a lesson that happened from real life that actually had a positive outcome and worked. And so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta put that into the story. So yeah, that's part of the storyline. Did the story in the book write itself, so to speak? Was it a, a, an easy, fun book for you to write, or was there uh, difficult moments in, in getting to the end of the book? Yeah, I've learned over the years to always, you know, start with an outline. So I, I kind of know where I'm going. I have a beginning, middle, and end in mind. But then the kind of divine inspiration, the these those aha moments, those um, those great feelings you get when surprises happen as you become the character and the other characters and the story kind of takes over a life on, of its own. Um, so those moments happen as well. And I think that kind of what's, it's like the um, the spice of it all, right? That kind of makes it extra special. Yeah, so I, j just a uh, personal anecdote, my daughter and I wrote a, a, a children's book or young adult book uh, when she was nine or 10 years old. And uh, it was the same thing. You kind of, you had a beginning, middle, and then end, but the the journey was was almost better than the outline, if you know what I mean. I really, we really enjoyed writing the book together oh yeah and there's that feeling of you know, you're doing what you're at least for me you're doing what you're you're called or born to do um when i'm writing a story it just kind of feels like yeah I'm, like when runners get the runners high right they're doing what they're they're born to do and um when i'm writing a story and that's happening and i can read a story and not feel like i even wrote it um because you know you kind of feel like you're getting the words inspired yep it's fun uh, yeah. Now let's talk a little about uh, on the collecting end because uh, you know we do we are are, are a collectible community and sure. I, I know you, you collected a lot of uh, paraphernalia and memorabilia uh, from Johnny Vandermeer and you had some you had autographs. What are some of the things that you've acquired uh, about you know from Johnny Vandermeer cards, autographs, uh, anything from the no hitters? What is, what are some of the stuff that you've acquired? Yeah, so on the Johnny Vandermeer side, you know after I bought those two cards for the library display. Um, I realized I can collect Johnny Vandermeer cards and it's not going to break my bank. <laughs> if I wanted to get my dream Lou Gehrig 34 Gaudi or 33 Gaudis, that's going to break the bank. Even back 20 years ago, it was, they were obviously very expensive, unaffordable for me now. But Johnny Vandermeer, I could collect and I could afford to do so. So I started getting pretty much every vintage and every modern day Vandermeer card I could get, which was you know easy to do on eBay. And Mr. Jeffer, um, before he passed away, gave me a couple of really cool things as well. He gave me a gold plate um, that I guess Vandy was given. It's almost like a credit card that I guess would get him into ballparks. Okay, sure. Yeah. A lifetime right? pass. Lifetime pass. 
So I've got one of those that say Johnny Vandermeer on it. Um, he gave me several photographs from Vandy's career. Um, and then the one coolest thing that I found online that I, I've only seen three of them online and I bought two of them. And it must have been from like 1939. Um, it's a color newspaper ad for Husky's cereal, okay. which is um, unique, right? Because it's uh, in, in full color, but it's got Vandermeer basically promoting this cereal. And Husky cereal was the predecessor to Wheaties. And they had Lou Gehrig and some other baseball stars as well that were their kind of spokesperson. And so I've got this color newspaper ad that I've framed and I got two of them and I love it. It's just so cool. If you go to johndevandermeer.com, which is our website and you click on gallery, um, the photo gallery, you can, you can see it there. Um, so that's my, actually my favorite piece of memorabilia. Is any of Johnny Vandermeer's family still with us? Does he have any uh, kids or grandkids? That yeah, he's got he's got grandkids. Um, I think the grandson had passed away. I think his granddaughter is still alive, and I think she inherited the two game balls um, from the no hitters and okay. put, put them up for auction a, a couple of years ago. Have they? Uh, have you gotten any reaction from them uh, in regards to the book? No, I don't even know if they know about it yet. It actually it launches, <laughs> well, I hope they do. <laughs> yeah, it launches officially on November 7th. It's available for pre-order now, but I guess all kind of the publicity will start um, after today, right? Because that's right. You'll be, you'll we'll be the first. Guys, you can go to Robert Skeed, S-K-E-A-D.com to see all of Robert's books. Uh, is the book going to be available on Amazon, Robert? Yes, it's available on Amazon right now for pre-order. And after November 7th, they'll start shipping. And if you, if uh, some of my listeners, because we are autograph collectors, is interesting in purchasing the book and sending it off to you to get autograph, is that something that, that is available to them? Oh, for sure. If they can go to my website and click the contact button, they can send me an email. If they want to send it to me to sign, that's fine. They can also get it directly from me and I'll, I'll sign it to them. They're probably a little bit more expensive than Amazon because I can't, you know, I don't, think <laughs> it's dis- I don't think it's discounted on Amazon yet, but obviously I have to charge for shipping. Um so yeah, if they want an autographed copy, they can get it directly from me or buy one on Amazon and ship it to me. I'll send it back. Right. And we also have one autographed copy to give away to one of my listeners. So guys, if you have a, a son or daughter in the, the the nine to 12 or 13 year old age, I'm not, I, you have to have a kid. I'm not giving it, I'm not giving it to some 50 year old guy. This is going to, we want this book to go to a kid. So if you have a kid that's interested in reading and you want to get them interested in reading, I'm going to give away, it's an autographed copy. There's actually two uh, Johnny Vandermeer baseball cards that are going to be included with it. One, uh, the picture of Babe Ruth, another one, uh, the Vandermeer Mir- uh, Miracle. It's a, a nice uh, little card that that uh, he's created. So we have two uh, baseball cards plus the autograph book. Uh, all you have to do is send us your name and your mailing address. Send us the, your name of your daughter or son because we're going to get send it to them directly in the mail and they'll get it. And it, kids love getting mail, right, Robert? Oh, definitely. Everyone loves a mail day, right? <laughs> yeah. So please, guys, we're, I, I, please, I want to give this to a, uh, somebody that has a, a child that's nine to twelve, and somebody that you really want to get interested in, in reading. If you have somebody that's a that's a hard reader, right? Somebody that doesn't like to read. Well, this I, I just I read uh, the book in, in about I don't know three hours, so it's it, it, it's a it's a really fun book, and it's about a two hundred pages, and it's a really uh, a, a really uh, good lesson. Tell, tells a good lesson about dealing with bullies and uh, all surrounded by this great unbreakable record. I think your friend would be proud of the book, don't you? Oh, Mr. Jeffer, there's no doubt in my mind that this would be his favorite book. 
I wish yeah, I wish he was still around to see it. That would be awesome. What what um you know when when you when you write a book and obviously you want to promote the the uh, record and keep the record alive is that the 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 primary goal that you'd like to see uh, as a result of people uh, picking up the book and reading the book or is there is there something that you know you want the t- the reader to take away from from uh, reading the book? Yeah, well, I guess as an author and writer, you want your your reader to be entertained, right? So hopefully they'll, yeah. they'll be entertained and enjoy the story. Yeah, and hopefully they'll come away with a, a new appreciation for Vandy. And, um, you know, I tr- I tried, from what I knew about his his character, I tried to um, convey that in the story that he was a good man, um, you know, throughout history and in, in baseball and outside of baseball, right? It's, it's hard to find a good man. Um, he was a good man. And um, so I, hopefully that was conveyed as well. And, you know, hopefully kids will learn that, you know, when they encourage others, good things happen. And you touched on uh, superstition, which is a big thing in baseball. Was that something that um, you drew, you derived from your research or was that something that you had heard from other people or, or how did how did you incorporate the superstition in, into the story? Yeah, well, everyone knows baseball players are predominant, predominantly superstitious people, right? Um, you know, Vandy grew up um, Dutch Reformed and he it was frowned upon to play sports on, on Sunday. And so I think he had a little bit more of a faith bent to him. So he wasn't so, so superstitious, but every baseball player is a little superstitious, no matter where you're coming from. So yeah, I definitely incorporated incorporated that into the story, knowing that that's just part of being a pro baseball player. Yeah. Well, I like the, the, the story of, of one of the players and I forget the, the, the name, forgive me that I think it was the first baseman and he didn't like his bat to be touched, but then the, the, the bat boy touched his bat and he got fired then the next day, but he, the, the guy, the, the guy hit a home run that day. So he wanted the kid to touch his bat every day. Cause he was, yeah, yeah. it was Frank McCormick. And, and that's part of the fictional part of my imagination in this story, but it made it you know, a little bit more fun and interesting. I thought. And it's a little um, different time-wise because it is in the late 30s, and it, this the, the the main character is only 12 years old, but he has to get a job because his father broke his leg, and it's a, it was a different time because nowadays most 12 year olds aren't going out looking for work, so uh, you kind of took you, you kind of step back in time a little with it, right? Yeah, and you know my dad recently passed away at 97, um, so he was born in 1926. This takes place in 1938. Um, so I knew my dad had a job as a soda jerk back as a kid. And so I, I obviously knew kids back then worked more than say kids today do. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it wasn't too much of a stretch to have a kid getting a job at 12 to help out their family on hard times. And the, the adult characters seem to be mostly supportive. Is it was that on purpose? Did you, did you, uh, Make make the adult characters kind of definitely support, support mechanisms from the principal to the, the the father and the mother to uh to the boss at, at uh, for the Cincinnati Reds and the players they all kind of supported um the main character was that was that on purpose definitely intentional um you know I don't like these stories today on TV or whatever the sitcoms where the dads are the morons the dads are the idiots because um, dads in real life are the ones who you know, are the encouragers and, and kids need their dads to give them their blessing. Right. So, yeah, I wanted to show strong male role models in the story from the dad to the coach, um, 
to the um, manager of the of the team, the bat, and not just the, the field manager, but the clubhouse manager, and and even his mom. You know, they're all very encouraging, which I think is par for the course for the time. Right? There's always bad parenting in any age group, <laughs> but um, you know, when I look at even Pulp Fiction from back in that day, it was always geared, you know, to make boys good young men. Um, and you've yeah. you've written a lot of um, historical novels, historical based novels. Do you see doing more sports novels after after you've done this one? Yeah, the original idea was to do fa- famous events from a in baseball history from a bat boy's perspective. So that opens up opportunities for sequels, right? Um, not with the this character, trot, right? The called trot. Yeah, and and not from this character. You know, this character wouldn't be it, but there'd be new characters. You know, other bat boys living great moments in baseball history. So I may, I may go there. We'll see how well this one does. And um, if that door opens. Um, but yeah, I'm always about um, putting kids in interesting situations and showing the growth of the character. Very cool guys. His name is Robert Skeed S K E A D. Go to robertskeed.com. You can see all his books, including the brand new one. It's the bat boy and the unbreakable record. And it really is about, uh, a 12 year old bat boy and his relationship with uh, Johnny Vandermeer and some of the Cincinnati Reds of the day and uh, his relationship with his friends at school, his relationship with his uh, parents. And it's a uh, it's a fun read and it's a, uh, a positive read. Right, Robert? It's it's not it's perfect for any kid. This, this, you don't have to worry about the kid getting exposed to something that you you wouldn't want them to get exposed to when, when you read this book. Would you agree? Correct. All good, clean fun. Yep. All right, Robert, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. It was a great book. Go to Robert Sneed Skeed. I'm sorry, robertskeed.com. And it, the name of the book is The Bat Boy and the Unbreakable Record. It is available now. You can get it on Amazon. Or you can get, If you want to get an autographed copy by, from, by Robert, you can reach out to him as well. We are going to give away an autographed copy, one free autographed copy, guys. But I want it to go to a 9- to 12-year-old kid, boy or girl, somebody that you want to get uh, – excited about reading and, and maybe as a baseball fan uh, or maybe as in, involved with bullying uh, it is a really fun book so if you want to win an autographed copy of the book send me your name and your mailing address and please include your child's name because that's who we're going to send the book to and uh, we'll draw i'll drop it in the mail we'll announce the winner next week uh, send it to ttmcast at yahoo.com robert thank you for donating the book thank you for the time the time and then uh it was you know he, as a sports fan it was fun and guys if you want to learn more about johnny vandermeer go to johnnyvandermeer.com there's all sorts of stuff and one of the cool things in robert's books is he has links to uh videos of uh, johnny vandermeer and audio of the um from the one of the no hitter the second no hitter i believe right correct yeah so that 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 was cool did that was that um did did you have to get special permission to that, include that in the book no, they're just QR codes that link to the internet, so none needed. Okay. All right. Thank you, Robert. I really appreciate your time. And, and again, it was a very enjoyable book. Uh, anything else you'd like, you'd like to add before I let you go? Yeah, no. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was a lot of fun uh, being on your, your broadcast. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right. And do, do you do you think we'll, in, in our time we will see anyone break this record? We might someone tie it, right? Somebody could tie it. It's it's definitely tieable, but never not breakable. I agree. I just don't see three three no hitters. It, even in today's watered down baseball, and you know, the, I just don't see it happening. 
it, it it's it, it, to be perfect once is something to be perfect twice is unbelievable back to back and to be perfect three day, three times in a row i just don't see it yep greatest feet in games history the wonder boy i know all right robert thank yeah. you very much <laughs> it was great talking with you and we appreciate your time and, and thank you for donating the book you bet my pleasure jeff take care all right you too Scanning and cataloging your collection has never been easier, thanks to the free Collects app. Join over 1 million other collectors in digitizing and pricing your collection. Unlock exclusive features to take your hobby to the next level, like printable checklists, huge discounts to hobby companies, Collects AI, and the ability to export your collection to a spreadsheet, all available when you upgrade to Collects Pro. Use Collects AI to help research cards to buy or supercharge the descriptions on your cards to sell them even faster. You also get exclusive discounts with partners like Fanatics, Lupe, and BCW Supplies. Download Collects, that's Collects, C-O-L-L-X, free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Well, Drew, it's really interesting on how Robert chose to do use to use Johnny Vandermeer's story uh, as as part of his book and um, he talked about he wants to have more sports books with you know the Bat Boy uh, and I, you know maybe they'll do Jackie Robinson's Breaking the Color Barrier or maybe do the the called shot or you know I don't you know pick a pick something that that kind of has has some historic value to it and I think it's it's a great idea to center around and get kids that you know historically don't read you know kids between bent boys between the ages eight, eight and 13 that aren't reading, you know, they with all the computers and stuff nowadays. So um, it was great to talk to him about his book and, and guys, it's, it's a fun, fun book for kids and it's a great, uh, you don't have to worry about anything uh, bad in the book for your son or daughter reading it. Right. So it's a fun book. So uh, Robert, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. All right. That closes out collector's corner drew next up. We're going to hear from more from, and now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start creating your cards today. Well, Drew, we talked, we caught up with Les this week. Les Wolf, of course, from Les Wolf Sports LLC. Les was at the Hofstra show last weekend, so we got a review of the Hofstra show. We also talked to him about uh, some just basic hobby news what's been going on. Uh, we talk, we talk a little. Um, Yankees, we talk a little baseball, we talk a little baseball playoffs. So just kind of cool, cool stuff with Les. You know, all we have to do is just talk, give Les the subject and just let him go, right? Yes, exactly. Toss it up and he'll whack it out of the park. <laughs> he might whack the thing so hard it goes around the earth, comes back into the park again. So I yeah. know. When 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 my my wife loves to hear my interviews with Les, she she yeah. just she's a big Les fan. So guys, please enjoy uh my time with Les Wolf from Les Wolf Sports LLC. Welcome, 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 guys. It's time for more from Les with my friend and hobby expert. And his name is Les Wolf. He is at leswolfsportsllc.com. If you're looking for autograph items, Les is the man. If you want to sell your collection, Les is the man. We're going to talk a little uh, 
little review of the Hoster show, Les. How'd you do with the Hoster show? What was your, your thoughts? I didn't do too bad. It wasn't a, it wasn't a very strong crowd. How come? Well, the, the lineup wasn't as strong as you usually has, and we still had Boggs there, but it could have been a lot better. Do you think the hobby is slowing down in terms of interest? In, in terms of uh, you, you know people purchasing stuff, do you think you're seeing a slowdown in your everyday business and, and at, at shows? That's a good question. I really, I'm not a good good person to ask that question as far as the shows, since I only do I only do a couple of shows a year. I think you need to ask that to a, a regular guy that does a show like once a month or almost every other week. I'm not a good uh, person to answer that one. But but you've been but you've been doing the Hoster show for a while, so and it's a couple times a year, so I would think you'd have enough. Um, data to say that, yeah, maybe it is slowing down or uh, maybe this was just a, a blip in the, in the schedule. Uh, and, and, you know, every day in your everyday business, you, you see traffic to your website and call people contacting you. And I would think you, you have a pretty good handle on what's going on in the hobby. I would say so. Well, what do you think? Is are we, are we at a, at a slowdown now? Is it, just a cyclical thing? Do you think we're we're, we're kind of um, you know the the market is shrinking a, a little? I I don't know I don't know the answer because I'm not I don't have a I'm not don't have an everyday business like you. Do you, do you see um, less people or less interest in uh, in purchasing stuff? No, I don't really see less interest. Um, I, I'm just. I'm just finding you know, lately. I'm just seeing a lot of longtime mantle collectors are actually selling their their collections. So I think I think there's starting to be more of a change of the guard now. Yeah, because those the, the people in, in your age group, you know, if when you're 70 now, congratulations. But in, in your late 60s, early 70s, that's, that's kind of people. That's kind of when people start thinking about um, selling some of their collection, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, but but it, it's always the question of uh, when is the right time to sell your collection. And, and I know, I, and you and I, I, you and I have talked about that for for a year now. And and there's no, I don't know if there's a right time, right? Because you can you can always say, oh yeah, the market's high and now it's the right time, or the market market's low and I'm not sure if I should unload. And I think it's a, um, it's kind of what what's in your heart, right, and what's in your gut, and and Okay, I think I think it's time for me to unload what I have. I mean, we're all we all come to that point eventually, right? And my my wife hope, hopes that's come sooner than later, but uh, and I'm sure your wife does too. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to get rid of my collection. She'll she'll, <laughs> she'll she'll drive the truck right up to the door and start loading. I don't know, but, but that's, I mean, my wife is my wife is gonna would be she's gonna be so happy when when I finally relinquish my stuff. I guess I don't I don't know. It's so hard. It's yeah, my uh, I'm still accumulating so much to her chagrin. And I you you're still you you still always are on the lookout of for something to add to your personal collection, right? 
Not so much anymore, really. Okay. Now, how about like when someone when someone comes to you and says, "Les, I have a collection I want to purchase," and and you look you look at it even now, is uh, do you say okay that ninety five percent of that stuff is going to go back out on the market, and you're gonna you're gonna stay you're gonna pick the cherry pick the few things that you like, or do you just say okay if I'm purchasing a collection that's business and I'm gonna uh, sell all the stuff, or, or what's what's your thoughts when you go in? to uh, purchase a collection? First off, it depends on what's there. Um, okay. I, I'm trying to go in with the mentality that I'm there to sell, not to not to keep. Right. And, I mean, that's, you've been doing that for a while, right? So it's in terms of... Yeah, when, I mean, like I, when I you bought, The last big collection I bought had this really interesting floorboard signed by the... Seven, the uh, um, 73 Nick team and and uh, Steiner did a real nice job framing it and everything so I decided do I keep a basketball of the team or do I keep a, the uh, the floorboard so I decided to keep the the, the floorboard yes yeah, so, so there is there are some stuff that still um, pulls at your heartstrings right and says oh I, that's something that I really really like to add to my collection and do you, when you go in to buy buy a collection, um, do you personalize it and say, oh yeah, there's, there's you know, ninety percent of this collection. If I was out there on the, if I was uh, as a collector out there in market, I would purchase that stuff. Or do you, do you just kind of try to say, okay, uh, oh, baseball's hot. I want to, I'm gonna uh, look for baseball stuff, or or football's hot. I'm gonna look for football stuff. Or it just kind of, you judge each collection individually. Hmm. I mean, I judge each collection, you know, individually. And you can't really, unfortunately, you can't really keep all of them. What, what, are, um, some of the, what, are, some of, what are some of the things that you've purchased recently? I know we, we, we talked just about it every week, but what are some of the collections you've looked at and uh, uh, what are some of the things you've purchased recently? I looked at one guy's collection. He had six Jordan rookies. He had a 50... 51 uh, Mantle, 51 Maze, 59 Mantle. Um, he had a great collection. He had 22 8x10s of Mantle, seven single-signed baseballs. I made him an offer on the on the signed stuff. He, uh, he thought I was too low, but none of his stuff was authenticated. So, unfortunately, the next one thing... When you're looking to sell your collection, people, I would suggest you don't get it authenticated only because it's going to cut into what you're going to make for the collection. Right. And it's not cheap. How much, what, what, what's the cost to, to use Jimmy uh, Spencer to authenticate a, um, a baseball or a signed photo? Uh, and then what, what's the charge to get, like, a team ball authenticated? Well, that's a good question on the team balls. That's the big problem, to tell you the truth. Because when you get a team ball authenticated, it's going to run you at minimum a hundred to hundred fifty dollars, which is so a no lot. What, so, but the team ball is only going for a couple hundred dollars now, right? Most unless it's a Yankee, right. you know, nineteen nineteen sixty one uh, Yankee team ball, and the mantle and the Maris are, are good. Or but I, I mean, I've seen. 
on eBay, you know, Red Sox team balls and other team balls, the Angels team balls, you know, for $200. That's true. I mean, that's the problem is whether or not you get your money back out of it. Right. I mean, you and I have talked, and I think it, it, it kind of, from an investment standpoint and a flipping standpoint, it's better to get a single signed item than a multiple signed item. Now, that kind of goes contrary to what I like. I like multiple signed items just because, I don't know, I just like them. And I know you do with the 500 uh, home run balls and 3,000 hits and 300 wins yeah, and that stuff. I do, but, you know, the only person, unfortunately for us, that's guaranteed to make money nowadays is the the Jimmy Spencers of the world. Because on an average collection, which is interesting, I mean, how long do you think it takes for an, for a deal like myself to make their money back? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot to do. You have to, you know, you have to purchase the item. You have to uh, get it authenticated. You have to go put it out in a show or on on the website. And depending on how many items are not, and it could take you two years, right? Yeah, normally. And I was fortunate this collection I bought a couple of months ago. I I kind of made my money back just on the uh, certified signed cards, the company signed cards. Yep. But I wasn't I, I wasn't really uh, thinking that that was going to happen, but it did. So I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. Right, because then, and that, once you make your money back, then 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 there's a negotiating room on your end because you know, okay, maybe you know, maybe a, a ball that I would sell for two or three hundred dollars, well, maybe I can get you know, it's a it's a, all of a sudden that's a hundred fifty dollar profit if I take the hundred fifty dollars for something, right? Is that that kind of must work into your um, negotiating? And in, in, uh, sorry, say that again. Like when you like once you've made your money on a collection, but say say you, you made the money off a collection really early like in the first thirty days. So then the rest of the collection, the ninety percent of the collection that you haven't sold yet, you have um, there's a lot of negotiating room in your in your mind so that you don't have to get top dollar for every item that's left in that collection. Would that that be true? Well, then, I would say yeah, that that's uh, that's that's true. I mean, I've seen yeah. you at shows and and people will, will throw a number at you and they'll, as long as the number's in uh, good faith, you know, it's not a, a ridiculous offer, you're pretty uh, receptive to an, to a lot of the offers. Like, well, I've seen you personally. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I would accept this. Do you, um, you know what I want to ask you, because you, you, uh, you I've seen it on social media for the last couple of days, is the Jimmy Fox photo. Where did you get that? In? And um, what what's the provenance on that uh, item because it's really cool. Um, I bought it years ago. You know, I have I have two and I decided I wanted to sell one. Um, both of them came out of out of private collections. Yeah, they're 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 really neat. You've it's and you've authenticated that photo, right? If you guys haven't seen it, here's a great they're Jimmy Fox photo. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you does it does it matter to you? Um, if it's made out to somebody, if it's personalized, or um, that doesn't, you know, as long as yeah, as long as the signature is good, um, that you're, you're fine with that. Um, 
I, I prefer primarily stuff that's not personalized. But when it comes like a, a, a Babe Ruth or a Jimmy Fox, I, I got to tell you, you got to be lucky enough to get the item. So right. I don't care if that's personalized. So it's really, it's really if it, if it's a you know Joe Jackson or some uh, Ty Cobb or uh, Christy Mathewson or Cy Young, it doesn't really matter. But if it's a um, you know a, I don't know Carl Yastrzemski or, or Frank Robinson or Brooks Robinson or something like that, if it's personalized, it kind of takes away uh, the value for you. Yeah. Yes and no. All right. And you know what I was going to ask you because you're a big guy, you're a picture, a big picture guy. Um, where do you get your pictures? You when when you go into an event, um, where where do you get the pictures? And do, does it matter if it's a, a five by seven or a, a eight and a half by eleven or a um, sixteen by twenty? Does it matter to you the size of the, the picture? Um, I prefer eight by tens. It's easier to carry. Yeah. Uh, and to display, right? In some type of frame, they're easier to display, right? Yeah, and they're easier to store. So where do you, where uh, do you get where, where do you get uh, pictures? Like like you I go to a boxing event. My son, I usually you know ask him, and he searches online, and he that's prefer, how he finds. Do, do you look for do you look for pictures that are um, that are cool pictures or that have uh, a nice area for an autograph, like a nice background. Does that does that matter to both. you? Both. Both. So you're you're oh, looking for oh. you you're looking you know if it's an iconic picture or um, like Sports Illustrated. Do you like get to get you like getting Sports Illustrated signed or um, do you prefer just get, getting some a picture signed? Depends on what I have and depends on who the athlete is. What what are some of the what are some of the the um, items signed pictures you've added to your collection that that are available on leftswolfsportsllc.com? dot com? Added pictures. I haven't really added much. Les, you're slipping. No, I haven't really. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I've been I've been trying to be more selective. Yeah, I know. I know you, you're trying to whittle down your inventory as opposed to to filling up your house, right? Yeah. What um, um what 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 have, have you gotten sent out any more TTM requests since we last spoke? Actually, I did. What did you send out? I found an old sport magazine picture of uh, Bill Nazarowski. Okay. What is he? Is he ten dollars? Is he ten dollars for the pictures as well? I know he's ten dollars for yeah. cards, but ten dollars for pictures as well. Yeah, and and I and I sent to Art Mahaffey had an old SI. Very cool. Where did you pick those up? Did you pick those up in a uh, a collection, or did you grab some at the at, at the Hofstra show? Where where did you get those? I tell you the truth, I didn't buy anything at the Hofstra show. I. Uh, um, it, it came in the collection, and, and I decided to. Uh, you know, I think, what the heck? I can get them signed. I'll, I'll mail them, and I'll get them signed. When, when's your next show? Are you, um, I'm sure you're done for the year, uh, right? I, I, um, I'm gonna be back at Hofstra. 
in December. In December. All right. So, guys, if you go into the Hofstra show in December, Les will be there. You can also check Les out online. We said LesWolfSportsLLC.com. Les also has an eBay store. Autographs with a Z, right, Les? Yes. Sports and autographs <laughs> with Zs. I'll, I'll get it right one of these days. How is your son's uh, cro- uh, app going? Crossover Grid is amazing. Crossovergridgut.com, guys. You can download it. Um, yeah, they're available in the App Store, right? In the uh, uh, iPhone App Store? I believe so. Yeah, I think so, too. Crossovergrid.com, guys. It's a cool one of those, those um, I don't know, it's a, what do they, they call them? The grids. They're, they're, they're cool grids. So they have it. He has, they have it for basketball, hockey, um, movies, right? You said, you started doing movies and TV, right? So check it out. It's a, it's, it's a fun free app. Um, anything, what else, what else do you have planned for the holidays? Anything, anything, uh, that, that you've been going to be doing for the upcoming holidays? Hopefully selling a lot of stuff to everybody out there. Guys, go to Les Wolf Sports LC, and if there's something you don't see there, send Les an email because he has uh, he he can get you anything. He has a ton of stuff. Um, who so from the uh, baseball playoffs? Have you seen anyone um, value increase or the interest increase? Uh, guys that are in the baseball playoffs, so, you know, is Bryce Harper helped his cause? Has Altuve helped his cause? Has uh, Verlander and Scherzer helped their cause? Who's any any of the guys out there really helped their their cause in terms of seeing increased interest in their stuff? Jordan Alvarez stuff uh, has got to have Boy, is, he, is he good, huh? Um, that, that, did you see? He, 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 reminds he, me of, he reminds me of a young big poppy. Yeah, I agree. He hits the ball a mile too. He he's so strong. I think. Uh, he just he gets on the, the 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 center stage of the playoffs and he turns it up a notch. I don't, you know, I don't know. No, some some guys do it. Altuve is one of those guys too. Um, but it's been it's been it's been fun playoffs so far. Do you think who, you like the Phillies take this, this whole thing, or do you think the Astros are, are going to uh, come back and, and and get into the World Series? Oh, and the Astros uh, Rangers is a real good series. It's just it's been a great series. It's like who's pitching? It's going by whoever the pitcher is, really. Yep. Uh, we got uh, NBA starting next week. Anyone you're you're looking forward to to watching? As I just watched your uh, Celtics and Knicks the other day, and the, your Knicks team looks good. They're gonna they're gonna be um, a real tough team to play against. I think their 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 defense is really good. Well, that's what they're built around. I just. I wish they weren't so so one dimensional. Yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna struggle they're gonna struggle to score points. I don't think they have enough players. You know, if one of the, one or one or two of their guys has a a quiet night, they're gonna be in trouble. I, I just I agree with that. Have you seen um, the guy from San Antonio, Wambanyana Mana? I always mess up his name. Victor, have you seen him play at all? Have you watched any of the game, any of his uh, play, preseason games? I've been watching Sports Center, and the, he he dribbled it through the guy's legs the other uh, last night. 
Yeah, I saw him play against Chet Holmgren uh, a couple weeks ago, and they both look really good. I think I think Holmgren might might have a, a really good year. As long as these guys stay healthy, they both of them are too skinny. I know they are. They they are skinny. And speaking of skinny, um, Connor Bedard, I've seen him a couple play a couple times now. He's little. He's he's real little against all these big guys in the NHL. I hope the I hope the refs or somebody protects him. You know. Well, they, they got to have someone on the team to be, you know, out there when he he's out there to make sure they don't get picked on. I mean, after all, no, he's only he's old. I think that's why they got Hall to to be his his wingman, so to speak. But the, he's he is he's short. He's really short compared to some of these other guys. But boy, can he skate? And he has a nose for he has a nose for the net. He's he's going to be a good one, I think. I would agree. All right. What do, uh, one one last question? Baseball. What are what are the Yankees going to do? You think he's going to break the bank and spend money on pitching? And what do you think they're going to do in the off season? If I were the general manager, this is what I would do. I would start getting rid of salaries of guys that aren't producing. Yeah, Hicks, right? <laughs> Get rid of well, Hicks. Get Donaldson. Hicks is gone. Donaldson's gone. I would get Good. rid of. I would get rid of Stanton. I would probably keep Lemayhu, just because you need one guy like that. I would see what I could get for Glaber, because he's just too. You know, he had a real good hitting year, but he kind of has like mental farts, on in the fielding yeah. and run times. I would get rid of him, because I think. I agree. He he's. I think he's below average. I think he's, he's a below average fielder, and I think he's a streaky hitter. I I think if he wasn't in New York, he he would be. We wouldn't be talking to, about him as being a good player. He's a very streaky hitter. I. Right, buddy. Uh, and then, who, where would you go? Where would you send the money? Would you send the money on pitching or hitting? I would try to get rid of Rodon. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. be able to get rid of him. They just signed him for big bucks, right? Like four, four or five years. I don't care. <laughs> they just bring these guys in. The the best thing, the thing about the Yankees and the Red Sox, for that matter, is if they make a, a mistake or, or or two, they just throw money on it and rectify it. At this point in the, in in the team's careers. They have to start cleaning up the, the messes that they've made. I, I would get rid of all those guys. And you know what? I would look mainly like the Tampa Bay Rays. They always find these low-budget guys. I would look yep. at their minors. They got that guy Drew Thorpe had a real good year. I would bring up more of the pitchers from the minors. I would yep. I would probably get rid of the uh, catcher Hashioka. Yeah, he's cheap money though, right? I would I would make Wells and Trevino the two catchers. I don't like yeah, Rosevat. Well, good. I I think he's going to be a good player. Rosevat, I think he, he doesn't have the good hitting eye. I, I would get rid of him. Um, is is Volpe the answer for at short? I think he's probably going to be the second baseman. I put Peraza at second at short. Peraza. Yeah. 
they they seem to want to give him a shot, but I don't know. Every time they try to they give him an opportunity, he hasn't really captured it. No one grabs hold of it. I would. I would probably also believe that I would get rid of Boone. Yeah, they um, they like him. Uh, they like him. I don't. He he kind of he he play he he does what they expect. You know what I mean? I'm trying. To, they listen to he listens to Cashman in the front office. I don't know if they're. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I know, but I, I would get rid of him. I would also get rid of Cashman. I would hire the woman that got fired from the Marlins. I think the I think that's who the Reds. I think that's who the Red Sox want. Um, I think she did a wonderful job with the Marlins. I agree, and I think I think that I think that's why she didn't uh, didn't continue on with them. I think the Reds. I think she's the number one person up for the Red Sox position. Yeah, I, I would get. That's what I would do. I would also right, clean up we'll, the. I would clean up the Yankees bullpen. Yeah, even though pretty, they have all these guys and they, they they don't know what they're doing. I would get rid of uh, Canely and. Peralta, I would sign. They need a lefty. I would probably get rid of Holmes, and I would start, you know, start develop, you know, bringing up more of the kids to to do a couple innings of relief. Kind of like whenever you look at the Dodger games, the Dodgers always have some young kid come up, young pitcher all the time that's coming in yep. in relief. I, I would kind of do that. I, I'm more a proponent of building with young kids, and and staying that route. Yeah, I mean it worked for them before, but the, uh, I think the the, inter- the their internal pressure uh, to succeed and to win every year, I think it uh, is to their detriment. You know, <laughs> I think. Well, the Yankees Yankees don't really have the pressure to win every year because all they have to do is have a product out there that people want to see. Yeah, well, and it's that, the same thing a- with the Red Sox, but the Red Sox have been horrible for three out of the last four years. So, well, we'll the, Yankees haven't won since '09, so they, you know, they have the luxury of uh, a good fan base and and a support supportive owner. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do. Make me the GM and I clean house. All right. Well, we'll it'll be exciting that we have uh, we have the off season hot stove coming up. We have uh, basketballs coming up. We're hockey starting and baseball playoffs. So it's it's been a great year for great time of year for sports fans. Guys, it's Les Wolf, Les Wolf Sports LLC. If you're looking for anything for, um, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, birthday gifts, end of the year gifts, uh, thank yous, check out Les. Les, anything else you want to add before I let you go? Don't forget to make every day memorable with a piece of memorabilia from Les. <laughs> He's got the tagline, guys. He's got the tagline. All right, buddy, we will talk to you next week. You have a, a great week. Anything, you got any luck? Uh, collectible stuff coming you got any uh events coming any uh, presentations coming up this week yeah i have one in uh in a library next week uh in woodmere we already have like 30 people signed up well so fuck it. let's go if you're in the in the new york area where is it it's going to be at woodmere library let me let me look at my my address here because I got to remember all this stuff as I'm getting so old. <laughs> yeah, like give uh, us a date, give us the time of the presentation, and uh, you know if you guys want to hear less in terms of how to protect and preserve your collectibles and uh, 
you know, if you want to bring anything to Les to do a, an appraisal on, uh, it's a great time to sit down with Les. If you're interested in selling your collection, there's an opportunity to meet with Les in, in, a, in a great as- atmosphere. So, Les, why don't you, why don't you let us know where you're going to be? I am going to be at the Peninsula Public Library, 280 Central Avenue in Lawrence, at 11 o'clock on Thursday, October 26th. All right, October 26th, Thursday. Go see Les, uh, and he'll help you out. Anything else? You don't see, you got a free plug in there, Les. Well, the following week, I'll be at another library. I'll be at uh, Franklin Square Library. So that'll be on the, the 29th. All right, the 29th, and you're going to go out trick-or-treating? You got your, your uh, Halloween costume all ready? I'll be I'll be busy in the libraries telling people what memorabilia is. <laughs> library, we will talk 29th, 29th and, and what was the other one? The Franklin, Franklin, Franklin Square Public Library, 19 Lincoln Road in Franklin Square. I'll be there from 6 to 9. That's, Ooh, six that's a good six, 6 to 9. All right. 6 to we will, 6 to all right, buddy. We will talk to you next week. You have a great week and uh take care. Uh, all right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start creating your cards today. Drew, who knew, you know, six months ago or eight months ago or whenever it was, we, we Les reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to be on your show to talk autographs and stuff that we would still be talking to him all this time after you know he's just been he's become an integral part of the show and i didn't see it coming and yeah i remember when when i asked you about less you're like oh yeah less is at the national you should definitely have him on so i i thank you for 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 getting less involved with us and and uh i think less is is always a a fun addition to the show don't you absolutely it's been longer than that too because i mean we did the uh when we did the uh, ttm cats live show about a year ago he was yeah, you know, one of the things on that trying to get that going more often and of course you know at the national last year in uh, 2022 when we had uh dinner with him out there so yeah so it's, it's yeah it's more, probably a year and a half right year. yeah about a year time, and a half now time flies well Les, we, we we love having you on the show thank you i hope you guys love having show as on the show less on the show as much as we do all right, bud, I think that will close out our last Wolf segment for the week. Next up, we'll do a little Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Making the Grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. We have some grading numbers to let you guys know about. We do. We've got the latest numbers from October 9th through the 13th here, so... Uh... All the companies down a little bit. PSA uh, down 12% right now. 261,400 cards still getting graded during the week, though. SGC a 1% decrease. 29,000 cards they were able to grade. Beckett an 8% drop off. 17,200 cards. But that's still, what, 300,000 cards combined just between those three companies. Uh, CGC, no numbers from them once again. So, uh, I mean, you add in, you got to guarantee they had at least 10,000 that went through there. So, Contributing there quite a bit as well, I'm sure. We just don't have the exact numbers, though. 
Yeah, their posting numbers, um, they've been working on it. So I think that's yeah. why we're not getting numbers from them. But uh, we, we get our numbers from our friends at Gemrate, Gemrate.com. And what does Gemrate.com give us, Drew, every week? They also give us the big three. This week's big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. The big three, guys, it's time for the big three. The big three is uh, people that have been uh, rising and falling in terms of their numbers from uh, previous weeks in terms of rating for with the, the big three companies. And uh, we have three baseball guys that have been rising. We have Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken was up 20, 35% this week. Mark McGuire was up 21%. I think he's been on the, the, on the rise two weeks in a row, right? I think last year he was down a little bit. Now he's back up again. Now he's back up. And then, of course, Bo Jackson is up 16%. Bo Jackson's 1987 Future Star card uh, saw a lot of grading activity. It doubled over last week. Uh, It was the 25th most graded card last week. So uh, interesting that, you know, it's cyclical, right? Somebody, Mm -hmm. they come in and out of the news, and uh, it's cool to see baseball guys, Cal Ripken, Mac McGuire, and Mark, that was my Boston accent, Falling in there for a second. Mark McGuire. Cal Ripken, Mark McGuire, and Bo Jackson all up this week. Who are the who are the, the followers this week, Drew? Followers this week all in the world of football. Bailey Zappi down 29% on his grading. Justin Jefferson a 30% drop. And Trey Lance a 42% drop in his grading numbers as well. Drew, I know a couple guys that took a bath on the Bailey Zappi market. Ooh, they, yeah, they, sure. they jumped into Bailey Zappi, but boy, he, I don't know if he's long for the, the world in terms of NFL. I don't, the, 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 the Patriots don't seem to fall, be in love with him anymore. And he, I don't, he's only like six foot. He's short. I don't think he has it. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, every year it seems like there's some quarterback out there that everybody gets super high on for a little while. And they never seem to pan out. You know, you get like Josh Rosen, for example, you got, Bailey Zappi right there being the most uh, more recent example. So, yep. Yep. I went Bailey Zappi hunting <laughs> yep. to get my rookie Bailey Zappi rookie cards, but oh, well, Justin Jefferson got hurt, obviously. And when guys get hurt, they, it just kills them. And Trey Lance, Trey Lance is, he's a backup with your Dallas Cowboys. And unless uh, Prescott gets hurt and, you know, these guys can resurrect their career. I'm not saying he, they're hundred yeah. percent dead, but uh uh, you know what? what they 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 they're down with a bullet, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're not expecting much from these guys. Well, that we thank you, Drew. We we get our numbers from gemrate.com, the big three. These are exclusive numbers just for TTM Cast listeners. So hopefully, you guys are enjoying uh, our big three every week. Let us know what you think about it. All right, all right, Drew. That wraps up making the grade. We'll go right into TTM Cast stamp of approval. Yay! I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast stamp of approval. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start creating your cards today. Drew, why don't you let people know what stamp approval is? Stamp approval is just where Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something, anything, whatever it is, whatever's on our mind the previous week. And it could be just about anything. It helps to kind of prove that, hey, 
we're not just a bunch of uh, idiots talking sports here. We actually have other interests outside of the world of sports, although sometimes it does end up still being <laughs> sometimes it does. Uh, it does because you know what? That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, our, it's still our main thing. So it sometimes it does sneak into there, but it might be music, it might be movies, it might be a TV show, it might be food, it might be anything just about. It's just whatever comes to mind that we want to give a highlight and a shout out to, we're going to throw it in on stamp of approval. Thank you, Drew. I'll do mine first and then you can do yours, okay? Yeah. So my stamp approval this week, uh, tops.com, they have a um, a pre-launch, the pre-release, and they've started doing this lately about some of their new releases. So uh, I saw yesterday, I got an email, and I went out and purchased the 2023 Tops Update Chrome Baseball for about $130 for a hobby box. They also have, they had a jumbo box and they had a, uh, they called it a breaker's delight box or something like that. Those were going for about 200 something dollars. The jumbo boxes are about $300, but I did go for a, uh, a hobby box for about 130 bucks. I should say my wife said, Hey, you want this tops update Chrome thing? I'm like, yeah, order that for yeah. me. So I love, I love the, the tops uh, Chrome stuff. And I love the, it's, it's the update, which is very cool. It's a lot of rookies in it. So I did order that. So I'm going to give my stamp of approval prior to me opening the box. Okay. But I, you know, it's a pre, it's a pre-release and I'm, I'm going to give my stamp of approval to tops and tops.com and fanatics having pre-releases, which is, which is a nice thing. Uh, it lets you know that at least if you want, if you want to get one of these boxes, you have a pretty good shot at getting it. So my stamp of approval goes to, uh, 2023 Tops Chrome update uh, pre-release on Tops.com. Check it out. All right, Drew, what's yours? All right, my stamp approval speed goes to the friends and family that supported my wife and me so much over the previous week or so during this whole apartment fiasco that we had. I mentioned on last week's show that we were dealing with a bunch of crap with our apartment complex. And basically what it came down to was somebody in the office just couldn't get their ass in gear to get it put in there that, oh, yeah, we did indeed sign a lease. They were not month to month, and we don't need this three hundred dollars month month charge put on our accounts. And they forgot to mark it down. They charged. They tried to charge us. We're like, no, we're we're not paying this. And even the apartment office said, yeah, we'll take that off. We'll take it off. We're no problem. We'll get that taken off. And then we come home one day to a well, actually, we're home the whole time. We stepped outside though and found a notice to vacate slapped on our door. So it's like, um, this isn't good. But uh, we were able to get through it. We've got everything finally cleared up as of Monday morning. So. uh but yeah, Jen's boss and co-workers were both, we're all right there just like, uh, yeah, if you guys need help, you, if they kick you out and you need a place to stay, you can stay here. We can help you move stuff out. We can help you with whatever needs to get done here with all this. Uh, Aubrey, who we've had on the show there before, was great about it. I mean, she said, look, the entire upstairs of our house is empty. It's just about if you need a place to stay, come on down, you know, put yourself in storage and live here with me for a bit if you need to. Uh, we got some advice from a couple of attorney friends of ours, one of whom is uh, up in Wichita Falls, we knew for years. One was actually Aubrey's dad, who is an attorney who has argued in front of the Supreme Court twice. And not just the state Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. This guy's argued in front of twice. Wow, that's career. cool. So having somebody like that on your side, even if they're not licensed to practice in Texas, they can at least say, here's what you might want to think about doing and give you kind of a list of things like that. So they're both real helpful in that. But ultimately, all it came down to was me having to go down to the apartment office and saying, get your shit together, people, because here's our lease. Here's this fee. We're not paying this fee. We're not doing any of this. You take all this off our account. And they looked and said, oh, yeah, you're right. We'll go ahead and check that off now. And it's amazing because, I mean, you have people there that are the apartment managers who have been there for weeks, even months in a few cases, probably even longer than that. And it was a girl who was on her first day working in this office, got it taken care of for us. So it's like, how freaking incompetent are the rest of you up here that, you know, it took a person who's here on her first day to get this done. 
wow, okay. I mean, thanks to her for getting it done, but the rescue guys, oh my God, get it together. Figure it out, will you? So stamp approval for the week goes to the friends and family who helped us out in all of this and gave us our gave us their reassurance and support that hey, we weren't gonna be uh, we weren't gonna end up out on the street or anything like that. I know you know what it, people sometimes people are just apathetic about the whole thing and you just really have yeah. to get somebody to listen to you. And uh, I'm glad it, it all worked out because, it, you know, when, when you and I talked about it, a lot, it was last week, I think we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, the, the, it was just a stupid, it was a stupid uh, mistake and miscommunication yeah. and it was obvious and I'm glad we, you got it all squared away. Well, that wraps up our TTM cast stamp or approved for the week. Um, I think we'll, maybe we'll do food next week, Troy. I think we really, I think we really need to have, a, we have to need, have a fun TTM cast stamp approval. What do you think? Oh, you're not even yeah, going to be yeah, we'll be here, be next here. Week, so two weeks. Two weeks from now, I'll have to come with a food item. I have to come with a ranch. God, I've got homework on this. Now. I know you do. Weird. You get the week with the you get the week off, but you got to work. All right, buddy. Yeah. That wraps up our um, sample approval. Next up, we're gonna do a little Vern Rat Minute. Well, the Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. We go by, uh, run down the people that have passed in the world of sports and celebrity uh, that you might send out TTM requests so you're not embarrassed by sending out a TTM request to somebody who passed away. We lost a lot of people this week, unfortunately. Uh, first, we lost Burt Young. Burt Young, Drew, Drew this, I, I didn't know this guy's last name in the movie. He played Polly Panino. Polly from in the Rocky movies, uh, Burt Young uh, passed away. He was 83 years old and I, he was a, um, a TTM or I know he charged, I believe, but I did. I know he was a pretty big signer uh, through the mail. Cool. Uh, we lost uh, Dick Bielski this week. Bielski was a football player. He was a fullback end and kicker back in the day when kicking was done by the regular position players. Played for the Eagles, the Cowboys and the Colts. He went to University of Maryland before getting into the NFL from 1955 to 63. As a member of the Cowboys, he played in the 1961 Pro Bowl. He was an excellent TTMer, last signed about a year ago in August of uh, 2022. Dick Bielski was 91 years old. Very good. We lost Bob Pretty. Bob Pretty was a pitcher. He won his major league debut with Pittsburgh in uh, 1964. From 1964 from 1971, he played with the Pirates, the Giants, the Senators, the White Sox, the Angels, and Atlanta. He pitched in over 249 MLB games, 220 in relief. He had a 24 and 34 record with 18 saves. Uh, he was a great T Timmer. Last T Tim in September of 2023. Bob Pretty was 83 years old. Uh, we lost Ron East this week. Ron East was a defensive lineman, played 10 years in pro football from 1967 to 77. Member of the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl V when they came back to they win that one? No, they, when they yeah. lost, to the, uh, lost to the Colts in that one. They lost There's to the Colts. When, uh, over, when uh, they kicked the field goal there in the final seconds there, the Colts did. But played on the Dallas Cowboys uh, team in Super Bowl V there. Member of the Chargers, the WFL Hawaiians, the old World League of football right there. The Browns, the Falcons, and the Seahawks across those 10 seasons. 
Here's an OKT TMer last signed in November of 2019. Ron East was 80 years old. I don't know why I remember him. Do you remember him as a player, Drew? I don't. It's like the name kind of sticks out for some reason, but yeah, I don't. I don't know any specifics about him though. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you remembered him as a Brown. I'm, I'm for some reason I remember him as a Seahawk. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe because it was that the you know that's when I was really paying attention to football. But um, I remember him as being as being a pretty good player. Yeah. Uh, we true. We lost Fred Boyd. Brett, Fred Boyd played guard uh, for the 76ers and the New Orleans Jazz. He played 327 NBA games from 1972 to 1977. He was the fifth overall pick by Philly in the 1972 draft out of, out of Oregon State. He did not teach him. Fred Boyd was 73 years old. Uh, we lost Milt Black this week. Milt Black played in the World Hockey Association, the old WHA, with the Winnipeg Jets. He appeared in 186 games there. He was actually, as uh, we were talking off the air, you said he was recruited there by Bobby Hull, which is interesting. Hull, of course, you know, played for the Blackhawks, knew Black from his uh, days there with as a Blackhawks prospect, brought him over. Played for the Jets from 72 to 75. He was not a TTMer. Mill Black was 74 years old. Drew, I love these these guys that, you know, some we we hear the guys that played one or two games in the in the MLB or, or NHL or whatever. And uh, this gentleman, Gord Wilson, was a left winger. And he played two playoff games with the Bruins. And his whole career, from 1952 to 1960, he was basically in the minors, but in 54-55 playoffs, he played two games with the Bruins. And in only hockey can that happen, right? That a guy that doesn't play at all, and they, they end up playing in the playoffs, right? Yep. Only hockey. Yep. So yeah, he, I mean, you might see it once in a while in Major League Baseball, but I don't, I can't think of any because typically if you're not called up before September, you can't be on the playoff roster. So yeah, I think it's, just, it's 100% hockey. Then. It's just hockey, and that's what I. That's one of the things I love about hockey that these guys get the shot. Uh, Gord Wilson, uh, he was not a T-Tem, he only T-Tem once in April of 2021. Uh, Gord Wilson was 91 years old. Uh, we lost Jeff Peterek this week. He was a pitcher for the 1989 Brewers. I remember seeing him in some uh, 89 and 90 sets there. So. He's, uh, yeah, I think he's like 90 leader, if I remember right. I know he's in that one, but seven games in 1989 Brewers. Peterek was an excellent TTMer. Last signed in May of this year, about six months ago or so. Jeff Peterek was 60 years old. Here we lost another former Brown. His name was Mike Robinson. He was a defensive end. He played in the Browns uh, in 1981 and 82. He only played in 18 NFL games. After that, he played about a few seasons with the New Orleans Breakers in the USFL. He was a defensive end. As I said, he did not two TTMs. Mike Robinson was 67 years old. We don't really hear much from the golf world, but we do have one death in there this week. 11-time PGA winner Andy Bean died this week. Bean was a good TTMer last signed about a year ago, November of 2022. Andy Bean was 70 years old. We mentioned this on our Wednesday show. We lost um, Suzanne Summers in the world. She was a uh, a comedian. We'll say she was a comedian, sure, right? And she was a, a health uh, person. She had her 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 health products, and uh, she was obviously started in Three's Company in the 70s, and she was on Step by Step, and she was in uh, a bunch of stuff. She had breast cancer. She passed away. She was 76 years old. We also lost these are two new ones that I just added uh, today, actually. Tom uh, Reichelk? Reichelk? Maybe Reichelk, I think. Reichelk. Reichelk? Good. That you, I, ru I ruined the names and you helped me. <laughs> Tom was a wide receiver from 1958 to 1963 with the Detroit Lions, the Buffalo Bills, and the Denver Broncos. He was actually a very good T-Tam. Your last T-Tam in June of 2023. Uh, Tom was 89 years old. Uh, we also lost Pete Ladd this week. Pete was a pitcher for the Houston Astros, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Seattle Mariners. 
played major league ball from 1979 to 86. I know he's in a lot of heart issues from about 79 to 87. Excuse me. He was an excellent TTMer. Uh, I've gotten him a couple of times there, but uh, Peter Ladd was 67 years old. Very cool. Well, that that wraps up. Unfortunately, all all the people that we that passed this week, we had a lot of people. Our uh, thoughts and sympathy goes out to uh, them, and we're sorry for your loss, um, Drew. That wraps up the Vern Rap Minute. Next up, we'll do a little TTM returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. You want to do yours first because you're 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 really uh, not. Not not carrying your weight here on the TTM returns lately. Yeah, it's been slow here. I mean, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't written out a ton over the last couple of months at all, but I'm ordering up some more stamps this week, so I'll hopefully have, be able to start getting some more stuff sent out. But I did mention last week, I sent out nine of them the other day, and one of those has already come back, took only a week turnaround on it, and that was to 1980 gold medal winner Dave Christian, played uh, in the NHL for uh, Winnipeg and Washington, and also played in the IHL a little bit after his NHL career was over. Probably saw him play a little bit there, because I used to go to a lot of IHL games in the mid-90s. But he has a $5 fee, but he'll return very quickly, as you see right there with the 88-89. Oh, nice. That, I, don't you love that set? I just love yeah. those cards. Yeah, the thumbtack design. Just, I mean, it's a classic hockey set right there. And he put a good signature out there, signed in like the thin tip blue Sharpie down at the bottom there. It looks really Yeah, nice signature. And so that's my only one that came in this week. But of the ones I sent out, I know a couple of them should probably be coming back in the next, uh, either next week or the week after. Once I'm back on the show in two weeks there, I'll hopefully have a couple to talk about there for that. And hopefully some others as well. I'll get some more sent out here once my stamps get in. But yeah, it's been a slow couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, these will be, uh, hopefully we have some, having some more getting sent out here pretty quick. Pretty quick here. Very cool. Well, thank you, Drew. Well, I had seven returns this past week. Uh, I got a baseball one, some couple football ones, a couple hockey ones. I, I got Johnny Damon back. That one had been out for a while on a uh, those Metal Universe cards. I think it's in the late nineties, uh, ninety eight maybe. Yeah, Aaron Littleton flexed those signed actually yeah. on the show. And boy, it came out so nicely. Johnny Damon, it was he was on the Royals uh, then, and it really holds the signature surprisingly nice. So it was on a Metal Universe card. Uh, send it back. I would pay maybe six months. It took a little while, but he does. Johnny Damon's a great TTM. Have you done uh, Damon before? I've got him in person, but I haven't TTM'd him. I have a uh, the the first foul ball I ever caught at a game came off of his bat, and I'd like to get that signed eventually. But and it's taking six months. It's like I can't send that one out. I don't think, but I might send a couple of cards and I might mention there. Hey, I've got this ball. Would you mind signing it too at some point? So we'll might, see, but I have I've never done balls through the mail. How much does it cost to send a ball through the mail, Drew? I'm trying to remember. I've done it once before, and I don't remember how much it was. But I just went to the post office and did it that way. Just measured it out from there. Did you put? Did you? Did you uh, find a box that the ball fit in, or what? How, how did you? How did you do the returns? Uh, I can I guess uh, I'm asking. I just used a uh, one of those uh, poly bubble mailers. I found one that the ball fit in reasonably well to have as my return envelope. Okay. I just kind of waited on the machine there to figure that out. You know, put the ball, the envelope there on there, put in the dimensions. And, so you didn't box it up, you just put it in a bubble mailer? Right. And then on a on a larger bubble mailer to send it out there that's uh that's, Did you wrap did you wrap it in anything when when you sent it out? I think I put it in just a uh like just an ordinary plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag or something yeah. like that. Just protect it a little bit, then put that inside the envelope there. Put a pen with it as well, because you don't want them accidentally signing it in like a Sharpie or something like that. Yeah. Make sure you package the pens separately from the ball just in case it breaks in transit, it won't get all over everything then. I've been really in the last kind of six months. I've been acquiring 
balls, so autograph balls, you know, um, mostly in person. And I'm going to do a lot when we, you and I go down to uh, Florida for spring training. I, I'm yeah. ho hoping to get a bunch of balls signed, but um, you know, I got, I, I got a lot, you know, a lot of these uh, hall of famers signed through the mail and, and, you know, I wouldn't mind sending Andre Dawson, Wade Boggs, Raleigh Fingers, some of these guys that are kind of automatics, you know, uh, send him a ball and get it signed back. But I'm always, uh, always fearful of sending a ball. I don't know why. Yeah, I get that. I mean, cause it's just such an awkward thing to mail and to get a return on, especially with like a box or something like that, because you don't really have a way for the player to tape the box shut or anything like that. No, I know. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll, we'll do some, we'll do some, we'll get some ball signed when we go to Florida this, yeah. uh, this winter. All right, bud. Well, I got some TTM returns to let you guys, let you guys know about including Johnny Damon. We just talked about, so why don't we do, we'll do Matt Suey first. Matt Suey was a running back, a fullback basically, right? For the Chicago bears. He was kind of in the backfield with Walter Payton during those, those great bears teams. Well, I sent him an 86 and an 87 tops card. He signed my 87 tops card in black Sharpie, but he didn't sign my 86 card, which I'm kind of bumming about because I've been accumulating a lot of 86 cards. I don't, maybe he's only doing one now. One, one at a time. He used to sign a lot. He used to sign multiples because I've gotten them. He's kind of an automatic, you know, he was a quick yeah. turnaround, but he only signed one card. But anyway, it was all right. I got him back. So I got uh, Leonard Russell on a pro set, his uh, number one draft pick card. It's I think this is the second uh, series pro set 1991. Yep. And he signed in, in black Sharpie. And then uh, the, my other, other pro set I got was Pat Harlow. And he was the first round pick for the Patriots that year too. So he signed his card and he also signed his tops. Um, I guess I must've been 1991 uh, tops card, 1990 tops card. Whoops. As I drop it and lost it. But he signed it. I take my word for it. He signed it. <laughs> I got a couple hockey cards. I got um, Dave Forbes. Who we remember we talked about Dave Forbes the other day with uh, Henry Boucher. Remember he he was in that sick incident, right? Yeah, that's right. when Henry Boucher passed away. I got Dave Forbes on uh, his. Uh, I think it's a seventy-seven tops card. We say signed Dave Forbes with his number and his seventy-eight uh, tops card as a capital. He signed that one, so I got that two cards signed. Pretty quick turnaround. Lastly, I got Gary Edwards, who was a goalie with the Minnesota North Stars. He also he played for a lot of teams. He played for the Blues and Kansas City and the LA Kings and the uh, who else? That's about it. The Blackhawks. He played for a bunch of teams. Oh no, Cleveland Barons. He played for there a bunch of teams. So and he signed. He sent me. Uh, I he signed signed a seventy eight tops card. But he also sent uh, a postcard. He signed a, a sent me a postcard as long, long as well. And then lastly, I got this one back a while. Um, this one back the other day. And I sent this out a while ago from Kurt Miller, who was a number one draft pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I believe he was a pitcher. Yep, he was a pitcher. Yep. And he signed his 19, this is a 1991 tops card, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, 91, yep. 91 tops. So he signed that. And that one took maybe like, I don't know, six months. I'd have to go back and check to see exactly when I sent that one out. But that was a little, that was a little while. So I at least I got seven returns, uh, a couple baseball, a couple football, a couple hockey, uh, and it was I really like getting one a day, and that's what I've been doing, one yeah. one a day. So I sent out ten uh, football ones the other day, and I'm trying to do ten a week to keep to keep the mailbox full. But uh, it's been a, uh, you know we had we had a little lull, but it's kind of picked up again, which is nice. Yeah, interesting thing with Kurt Miller there is I know he also had some cards with the Rangers as well. He got traded from the Pirates organization to the Rangers organization, and 
which pays. I'm not sure he ever played in the majors with the Rangers either. So he's got cards with the Pirates and the Rangers, two teams he never played the majors for. <laughs> he got up with the Florida Marlins later on. Yeah, I love these. I love these first round draft pick cards. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I'm just. I, I really like them. Even if the guy never made it, I like to get him signed. You know. Yeah, definitely. All right, bud. Well, that wraps up for returns. Uh, you want to wrap this show up? Put a bow on it. Yeah, I think we are good. All right. First, I want to thank Les Wolf. Of course, we love we love Les. Les more from Les. We we have him every week. We'll have Les again on next week. Uh, also, Robert Skeed, author Robert Skeed. You want to win a signed copy of his book, guys? I want to give this away to a young reader, eight to 13, 12, 13 years old, boy, girl, doesn't matter. It's a really fun book. It is autographed, uh, and there's some uh, cool Johnny Vandermeer baseball cards that are included included with it. Just send me your your kid's name. I want their name and the mailing address because I'd love I love to get uh, send a, a book out to somebody in the mail and let them get it in the mail. Uh, Robert Ski donated the book. We had him on the show this week. So if you want to win a copy of a signed book for uh, somebody, a young person in your life, please send me their mailing address and their name to ptmcast at yahoo.com. And we will pick the winner. Next Saturday, we will announce the ne- the winner next Saturday. Guys, Drew is on vacation next week, so you will not hear him next week. But in two weeks, he will be back. We will have a rant from Drew. He's he's already he's already promised that we will have a food uh, CTM cast stamp approval from Drew. So stuff to look forward to. But on Wednesday show, we have Jeff Bajukas. I'm going to get it right. Jeff Bajukas. He is a um, uh, Red Sox. Super collector. Listen to what this guy has, Drew Righty. He has one bat, game bat, from everyone that has played a game for the Red Sox, Boston Red Sox, from 1960 until today. How the hell do you store that? Wow. <laughs> so over, over 700 bats. He needs uh he needs Ken Paulson, who played uh like 12 games for the Red Sox in 1967 and passed away. And he, he doesn't, he, he needs his, that's the one bat he needs. And he needs two guys that played with the Red Sox this year. And that's it. He's got every bat from everyone. You name a guy that played well, at least one game for the Red Sox. He has it. He also collects catcher's gear and catcher's equipment and stuff. And he has a lot of catcher's equipment from the Red Sox. He also uh, does custom TTM stuff. He sends out custom TTM cards and he's got over 500 custom TTM Red Sox cards. Uh, so he is he's a really interesting guy. So we're going to talk to him on, on Wednesday. All right? And then also nice. co-hosting the show will be our friend Dave Snyder. And Dave Snyder is a great listener and a huge hockey guy. And um, Dave Dave brings it. So Dave will be our co-host. For, uh, for He'll be sitting in for Drew on our Wednesday show. On Saturday, I'm not even gonna, I don't even going to tell you who our guest is. We'll, we'll keep that a secret. But. We will have Clemente Lise on. He is going to co-host. Uh, so we'll have Clemente Lise on next Saturday. So it'll be going to next week will be a big hockey week. Drew will take a much needed rest. He will come back uh, with like a, a Tasmanian devil, raring to go, yeah. raring to go, because he won't have talked to, uh, cards for a whole week. We will have tons of TTM returns. We will have cool sample approval from Drew, and we will have. Drew's rant and rave, which is one of my favorite segments of all time. Drew, anything else you want to add before I let you you go on to off to the sunset? No, I think we're good on there. It's good to finally get all the apartment crap figured out. Good to have a week off and everything. And 
hopefully we'll have a full mailbox to go with it and a whole bunch of stuff going out as well. So, All right. Hey, has stuff quieted down? Because we haven't really heard much from uh, on the legal side with Panini and Fanatics. And have you heard any just rumblings, anything that work-wise? I haven't at all. I've been, you know, paying attention to anything that comes up. We haven't had any meetings at work or anything about it. I haven't seen anything come across like, uh, what's his name there on Twitter, the uh, card attorney that's on there. I haven't seen anything out of him either. And that's where, honestly, I get 90% of my info from. Yeah, it's been, that it's been quiet. I mean, it's been... Yeah, it's been, it's been fairly quiet. Um, yeah, so nothing yet. Hopefully this is not the calm before the storm. Hopefully it's just straight up calm for a while, but we'll see. I mean, there's got, I know there's, there's stuff down the road at least. I just don't know exactly when. All right. Well, we if we have any breaking news next week uh, in regards to this, we will we'll try to get Drew Drew on his vacation for to to phone in and give us a little little report. But Drew, enjoy your your week off. Uh, enjoy the baseball playoffs. We will have the World Series. Will be starting when you come back. The NBA season will be in full swing. A lot of cool stuff. Hopefully, you'll get some TTMs when while while you're away. Thank you very much. I want to thank you as well for, for another great show. All right, guys, I want to wish everyone many happy returns. We will see you on Wednesday. Be good.